And welcome to the Big Brother 22 Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and we are here today to talk about everything happening on the feeds and go over the stock, watch, and rate players this week on their game. Welcome. Melissa is with me here. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back on the roundtable. I missed it last week, which was very sad. So uh, I'm excited to be here to talk about it. I feel like uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that's happened since then. So uh, this is, might be a it might be a long one. It might, it might be. Also with me is Brent. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing great. You know, we often talk about the fact that Melissa and I are usually not on the weekend shows, so we don't get to have much of a say often until Tuesday, and that really holds true tonight because I know that both of us have opinions on what's been happening in the Big Brother house. Honey, I'm here to tell you. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of someone with opinions, uh, Aman is our special guest this week to join us for the uh, the first portion of the podcast where we're going to talk about what's been happening on the feeds. Aman, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm okay. It's been, it's been rough. Um, I'm still remaining as positive as I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Brent said, a, a lot has happened and I feel like there's just so much to talk about. Um, and so I'm glad to have the opportunity to sort of like vent tonight. That's so. what we do. Yes. That's what the round table is all about. Really? At least mm-hmm. this season. Usually it's like Brent and I have other occasions to to vent and just complain and talk and say everything we want to say. But this, mm-hmm. this year it's been, or this season, it's been a lot of, uh, we just spew everything out and then we get to the stock watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is where I just let you guys, uh, yeah. like, like just, just rage for a while. And then I get to, then I get to rate my players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You like, let us go run wild one for you. One in. for me. That's, yeah. that's exactly uh, what it is. <laughs> all right. So we're here. We're going to talk about what's been happening this week. It's been, uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. We had Devon losing the HOH to Christmas by a hair. Um, Christmas, our new HOH, who nominated Day and Bay, then also won the veto and chose not to use it. And it currently looks like Bailey is the one that will be going home. Although I personally am not like a hundred percent locked in that that's the case. Um, but there's a lot to talk about from the week. Um, in particular, the main story of the week, we saw these nominations happen. Bay and Day. Um, Bay and Day compared notes with Danny and figured out. I, I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't say figured out. I would say came to the incorrect conclusion that Tyler was playing both sides when in reality he was playing one side um, and Tyler got outed and uh, and then Tyler went to Bay and Day and told them that he was going to try to get himself nominated and evicted this week so that Bay 
could stay in the game or day could stay in the game, whichever one of them he thought was going home at that moment. Um, and that's where a lot of the drama came in with the veto because he did pitch this to Christmas and the feeds were down for all of it. And by the time they came back, essentially, uh, Christmas was not using the veto. She chose not to use it. Bay and day remain on the block and the internet has gone wild. Amon. Yeah, um, internet has gone wild, and for a lot of uh, reasons, you know, the conversation between Bailey Davon and Tyler um, had a lot to do with Tyler wanting to leave the game uh, primarily because he was sort of done. I mean, we've you've spoken on the morning update, um, and I think all of you have kind of spoken about how Tyler has sort of, you know, not really been able to find the footing that he wanted from the get-go because Casey is not there. Um, and so he's not really having the same time that he had back in BB20. And I feel like after it's been a month, it's been over a month now at this point, they've been in that house. Um, it's culminated to a point where he's like sort of done. Um, so that's where the conversation initiates. But then um, when listing motivations as to why he wants to go, he peppers in some things about how he realizes that Bailey and Devon are there for a bigger reason than him. Um, and he wants to help them uh, get closer to that goal. He's had similar conversations with David where he said, um, I don't want to get in the way of what it is that you have come here to accomplish. I want to help you get there. Um, Devon in particular is going to take this with a lot of shock because she doesn't know Tyler to be a quitter. Um, out of all the things that she's seen from him, it's not something that she would associate with him. And on top of that, it's also something that is not done in the game of the big brother people don't usually say i'm going to lay down my life on this game for this cause um that you guys are trying to achieve in the house uh so this is where a lot of issues start to arise because it seems like if this is if this is part of your reasoning and this is so important to you um this is either going to happen or you're going to have to explain why it does not happen and that's kind of where we're at right now. Now, and just to be clear, like he also mentioned the movement uh, when he mm-hmm. was talking with Bailey and Devon. And that combined with what he had said previously was what led most of us, if not all of us, to understand him to mean talking about Black Lives Matter and the social awakening that has happened across the country over the past six months. Uh, and that was the point in time where Davon especially felt like, okay, I, I'm not sure I believed him before, but I do now. Like he wouldn't use this and be lying about it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with her on that, but she also maybe didn't allow for the fact that maybe Tyler himself doesn't know why he's saying that, which I think is really what happened. Like Tyler, Tyler, it's not really about Black Lives Matter. It's not about helping Bailey and Dave on. Tyler just doesn't want to play Big Brother. Tyler doesn't have control necessarily of the game. He's not living for the game. His friends aren't in the game. His friends were never on the cast. Uh, he wants to go home. He is in love with Angela. He knows if he goes one more week, he's going to be stuck in jury. And he doesn't, I don't know if he really feels like he can win the game. I, I think he has a lesser opinion of himself than maybe we do. Of like, because I gave him a nine last week, Stockwatch. I obviously have a great opinion of Tyler and his. Potential to win the game but overall like i don't think he really 
I don't think his heart is in it. And then when his heart's in, not in it, he starts to become a little defeated and he starts to say these things. And then it becomes really tough to take 24 hours later when all of a sudden, you know, Black Lives Matter? Who said that? Like, uh, like obviously he didn't say that, but like that's that's how it came off to the rest of us because it didn't seem like he really gave a shit about Bayer Day. Didn't warn them that the veto wasn't going to be used. Lied to them outright by saying, oh, well, you know, they said like, you know, I can't, uh, production can't, production said we can't tell you or that Christmas can't tell you or whatever, which was an obvious lie. And then he made fun of them after the veto ceremony by closing the veto box and doing the bloop, bloop, nope, not going to use it, bloop, like, which seemed like he didn't give a shit about them. So it's like, it's like the tale of two Tylers almost. Like, I don't even know who to believe at this point. And uh, my score reflects that. Yeah, and I, I do want to just just to, to clarify, because this has become a sticking point for some reason, um, that uh, I, I don't think Tyler specifically said anything about the movement, but he said that uh, he's mentioned multiple times that he knows that they're standing for something greater than himself and that he wants to see that play out and that he wants to support them and that he he wants to uh, contribute. Again, it, there was an there was a an obvious implication. I need to go back and listen to it. I swear I, th- I thought I heard him say movement. He never said the word movement at all i don't think so i don't think okay. so um right. but there but the, like i said there was an obvious implication okay. and it's definitely how day and bay took it and it's how i think a lot of people took it how he wanted it to so, be taken yeah. let's be real yeah yeah, yeah there, was, there was no other way to take it and even if he's not saying like those words in particular you know um that you know that the reason that bailey and devon are even bringing in that energy is because of what's happening outside the house and what, and because of the, the, the history of casting in big brother it, it within itself. So I think across the board, no matter what was said, oops, okay, Siri. Okay. Nobody asked for your opinion. Um, no matter what was, yeah, that's, that's the, the people uh, like on Twitter or something like, Hey, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, no matter what was said, we know exactly what was what was being implied here. So I think it's just it's hard for people to stomach. Like as Brent said, it's hard for people to stomach that when that no longer becomes a talking point afterwards because you cannot use something that huge to list as a reasoning as to why you want to leave as a part of the reason as to why you want to leave. Cause we know that largely it's because he just wants to go back and eat hummus with Angela. And I'm not saying that to be reductive. I'm just saying that them's the breaks. Like he just wants to go home and be with his girlfriend. Um, so don't, don't add in the stuff about helping them succeed with their cause. If that's not going to be a main sticking point um, in your reasoning. Well, and like Armand has never been before. Like, let's say he's never given a shit about Bay and Day before in regard to the cause. He's never talked about that before. He's never talked about that with them. Mm-hmm. So why all of a sudden is it a big deal now? Like, that's why it mm-hmm. seems so shallow to me in terms mm-hmm. of like, oh, I want to help you do this when mm-hmm. like, you know, he, he, he's been doing things in the past that have not necessarily been in the best interest of Bay and Day. He's been the one in, in some ways that it's caused some friction between Bay and Day and Christmas. Mm-hmm. He talks to Christmas. She, he knew that she, she was going to put up Bay and Day, didn't try to, in my view, I watched that conversation, didn't really try to swing her a different direction. He has more pull than that with Christmas. He really didn't use that pull. So, like, mm-hmm. what does he care? Like, he only cares. And, it, and then I feel like the, 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 the real truth of the matter is even worse than the fiction, Taryn, because, like, the next day when he realizes that, oh, I thought when he's talking to David and he says, oh, well, mm-hmm. I realized that uh, I, I thought I was the one that caused 
uh, Danny to be upset with uh, Bay, Bay and Day. But actually, Danny's are been, you know Danny's already been going after Bay and Day for a long time. It wasn't because of me, so I didn't cause that. So who gives a fuck now? It's like that. Like you can't you can't do those things in a twenty four hour period. Like that's just that's just terrible. I I, I really really I'm I'm trying not to be too hard on it, but like I I really didn't like that. Yeah, and just I I want to be very very sticklery on on specifics because this is such a, a touchy topic for so many people. Um, I, Tyler has tried to sway Christmas away from Band Day in the past, but I do agree with you, Brent, that this week he did not. Uh, Which I did is not why I was so attempt. blown away. Like yeah. we saw that that uh, Christmas one hoh on Thursday night. I was on the show on thursday i think no i was on wednesday but i was in the chat on thursday and i was like ah it'll be fine tyler will get to them tyler will say you know hey you need to target uh danny and nicole or danny and somebody or something someone back back door danny never really was an issue never really he like maybe brought it up one time and then like completely shut it down and moved on to well i know you're gonna target day and day and you know oh well like yeah i mean i feel like a total idiot because last week on the podcast i was on on thursday and i said i like thought we were in for a good week because i really did think that tyler had some reason to not want bay and day to go home i thought that Mm -hmm. he would use the opportunity to get rid of danny because it seemed like that was like coming to a head or something and then when he didn't push back push back on tyler or on christmas when christmas was suggesting day and bay i was like okay, but maybe this is like a way for him to get Danny backdoored still. Like maybe he doesn't care who's on the block to start the week out with. Then he's going to get Danny backdoored. But then like, it just didn't even seem like that was even an option in his head. And I think the thing for me about this whole week is like, it's, it's very difficult because like, we don't know the motives behind everything. Like until, I mean, unless we were like in their heads, so especially for Tyler, like I don't necessarily know the motives behind it. But to me, it does seem like, he wanted to go home. He was ready to go home. He he the last week before jury. He's like, this is my last opportunity. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go home. And I think it will, it seems like maybe there's a possibility that he thought it would, it would look bad. And also it would look better. Um, so like, it would look bad if he just decides to go home and says like, okay, I'm leaving, but it would look better if he was like, you know what, I'm sacrificing myself. And yeah. this is like a good, this is a good cause. So like, it's like two benefits here. Like why not kill two birds with one stone where it's like, I get to go home, but I also get to help out this thing. This is great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me do it. And Mm -hmm. then the issue then comes when he decides not to go through with it for whatever reason. And then number one, he doesn't tell Bailey and Davon that like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm going to have to stay. Like I am staying. Like I apologize. I got your hopes up, whatever. and number two, that he then didn't try to get Christmas to backdoor Danny or use the veto on one of them. So that way they weren't both on the block at the end of the week. If the real reason, if he really did care about helping Bailey and Davon at this point, like even prior to that, who cares? Like that's like, you know, that's in the past, whatever. If we're just looking at this week, he then could have helped them after he had promised them, like Eric said, like, you know, I'm going to go home. This is happening for you guys. You guys are going to be saved. Then that doesn't happen. And instead of then trying to find another way to help them, he just is like, ah, whatever. 
And yeah, that, he, that, I think, is part of the issue. Like, he just totally co-opted the cause for his own benefit. I do feel like mm-hmm. that's true. I feel like he, he's like, I'm going to be looked at as a quitter mm-hmm. if I just outright quit. But if I do it for this, Twitter will love me. And I know, like I talked about this on Twitter, that the fact that Tyler's been very sensitive to the fact that he gets shit from Twitter, obviously deleted his Twitter at one point, and then it came back, and I think he deleted it, then he brought it back, whatever. Uh, obviously had problems with me, but has had problems with other people on Twitter as well, where he's a little thin-skinned. And look, I think a lot of reality people are thin-skinned. I think Tyler in particular is particularly thin-skinned about criticisms, about anything to do with him. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like listening to it. To be fair to him, no one does, but some people can take it better than others. And uh, I think he was trying to look good to people by quitting the game. Like He's like, okay, if I want to quit the game, I got to look better, and this is a good way to do it. I think there was a lot of the whole, I mean, like, like you said, the whole thing with Bailey during BB20, obviously, um, he didn't come away from that situation unscathed. And I feel like there was, a, there could have been, there was a lot of potential in BB22 for, um, a refurbishing of that relationship with Bailey, right? There was a lot of potential for him to mend that, for the both of them to come together, to finally work together, put their past behind them and push forward in the game. That obviously wasn't happening. He felt guilty about that not happening. He didn't push back when Bailey and Devon got put on the block. They end up on the block. Christmas wins veto. She obviously doesn't want to use it. Bailey's the target. He's going to have to cast a vote against Bailey because his ride or die wants Bailey out of the house. So I feel like at that point, in combination with wanting to go home, it was like, you know what? I feel guilty about this. Let me remove myself from the equation. That way I don't have to cast any votes against anybody. And on top of that, I know that you guys are here for this greater cause. Let me help you with that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And I know that a lot of people are like, okay, well, you can't blame Tyler for the, the, for the, uh, for the decisions that Christmas had. You can't blame Tyler for what production says to him. You also can't expect Tyler to uh, lay his, line, his life down in the game on the line for this cause like you can't expect him to do that and here's what i'll say to that that is exactly why davon was so surprised because that never ever happens you never expect white people in the game of big brother to be like oh you know what i really 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 want to see somebody of color win this game and on top of that i really 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 want to take myself out to make that happen who does that no one has done that. That is why Devon was like sold on the fact that it was going to happen. So if he had said none of that, if he had just wanted to go home and that was it, and then it didn't happen. And then he reneged on the deal. Fine. I still would have felt some kind of way about it because it's Bailey and Devon. I would have felt some kind of way about it, but I would not feel as slimy about it as I do now. And I think that's the issue that people have to understand. That is why Devon was in tears because she said this, you don't know how much this means, Tyler. You don't know how much this means. And a lot of people will then also make the point, oh, well, Bailey and Devon are also using the same logic in the game. How was that? How was that any better for Bailey and Devon to come into the game and be like, oh, well, I don't know if I can vote David out because he's a black man. I don't know if I can do that. Of course, they're going to feel that way, folks. Of course, they're going to feel that way. We know the history of the show. We know the demographic makeup of the winners of the, of the leaderboard. We know, we know, we know, we know the T production knows the T that's why they put four black people in the house this year. They know what's going on. They know, they, they know the critique. So for this to happen and for Tyler to go out of his way to make that comment, that's a big deal. And people need to realize that or else we would not have four black people on this season to begin with. 
we're, we're, we are in the midst of a huge social upheaval and political upheaval. We have been through the ringer in the past four years as a country. We have. That is going to trickle down into the game of Big Brother. That's just the simple fact of the matter. And I know that a lot of people want to be able to separate that sort of stuff from, from their from this television show because that's all they want. They just want to talk about game. They want to talk about strategy. They want to talk about the stock watch. They want to talk about who's making the best move for who, who's going to be the next legend. Who's the next Derek. Who's the next worst player. Who's the next Rachel. Yeah. I know that people just want to talk about that stuff, but that's but not, the yeah, they can't talk the about that is, because the house guests aren't, the house guests aren't doing that though. I'm on because there's no way, let me tell you this. There's no way that Christmas puts two people on the block and refers to them constantly about your untouchable rather than just your final two, if they're not two black girls that, that, and the only two mm-hmm. black girls in the house. That is the only reason why she is using that particular word and going over it over and over again to try and make herself feel less guilty is because they are the only two black girls in the house and she fears that. That is the reason why she put them on the block together and that's why she uses the word untouchable rather than just like, oh, you made a deal together or you got a final two together. Because why have you ever heard that referred to in any other space, I have not. And it does seem mm-hmm. to me like Christmas goes out of her way to pick on the fact that, well, obviously you guys have each other's back because you are the same. And so mm-hmm. I have to put you on the block together because mm-hmm. you guys won't vote against each other. That's how it feels mm-hmm. to me. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. you have two Jersey guys in the house and like, you know, Enzo and Cody. She never cared about that. She doesn't care about that because she feels like there's an end there, but she can't, she can't look inside of herself and identify with them because she's just too blind. She's too freaking ignorant about it. And, and like, that's and why that just we followed have, with, yeah, go ahead. That's exactly why we've been asking for season after season for diverse casting, because when you get more people of the, all backgrounds in that house, these problems become diluted and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not, it's just, it's not just, it's not a simple fact of putting more people in the house of all different shades and colors and all that stuff, because clearly this is, there are five black people in the house or four black people in the house right now. And, um, and there's still some issues here. So it's going to take some time. It, there's a, it's a structural issue. It's a societal issue, um, but it's an issue nonetheless. And I feel like people just, people need to understand that. And that people also need to understand that big brother is not going to fix this all all big brother does is highlight this stuff that's all it does oh yeah that's all yeah, it does I mean, that, and and i i think that one of the the comebacks i guess that i see the most uh in regards to like oh there should be more diverse casting is well no look it it perfectly represents uh the percentages in in america or in canada or wherever that like there's a certain percentage of these people and a certain percentage of these people uh but like yeah that's the point. Real mm-hmm. life isn't fair either. Mm-hmm. What is, what are you trying to say? Like, do you, have you see, have you looked outside? Uh, there's a problem in real life too with those percentages. Unfortunately, there's no magic way to fix that one, uh, to make there be more, uh, diverse people in our country, but we can put more diverse people in Big Brother or wherever. Um, and uh and and like uh you know, we we can we can we can do something about this one um you know something very very easy which is just mm-hmm. uh have a more diverse cast uh it, it's mm-hmm. it's not that hard um just bringing it back to to Tyler briefly um that i i, f- I feel like <laughs> i i have a problem with him invoking 
the 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 greater Cause, the greater thing yeah. that 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 Bailey and Devon stand for. And I had mm-hmm. a problem with. There's two things I have a problem with that Tyler did. The first was that. And I had a problem with that, whether or not he was going to quit, um, because I did not. We had a problem with that in real time when we saw yes. it happening. This is exactly why I said, don't do that. Do yes. not do that. Um, I, I, I had a problem with that before he quit and him not quitting had no bearing on my feelings toward that. I still feel like he should not have done that. Um, then the second thing is that. In my opinion, and and look, I think the most generous way that we can interpret this and the way that I, 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 I can buy is that he he really did genuinely mean it. He really did genuinely want to support them and see them succeed. Absolutely. The problem is that he didn't genuinely want that enough that it was mm-hmm. enough to, mm-hmm. you know, lock that decision in, because, again, he doesn't even make that decision if that's his, you know, his primary concern um and if it's not your primary concern then you shouldn't be bringing it up because it's you you're you're just taking advantage of like a a side benefit right um Mm -hmm. like you it may be genuine you may want it but it's not the reason you're doing it so so just don't just don't bring it up uh just don't act like it's it's something that is part of your your uh, equation I and that's and that that's that's the main crux of the issue because because we've been having a dialogue about performative activism um, on not specifically in Big Brother or whatever but like just in general as we're going through what we've been going through for the past few months the difference between really putting your 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 feet to the ground and working towards real change and just I liken it to those ASP ASPS commercials whatever those the, the commercials with the dogs that are you know, looking sad in, in cages and ever you log, you're on TV and you're watching that commercial. And you're like, Oh my God, that is so sad. I wish somebody could help them. And then you yeah. turn the channel. That's, and that's, that's a genuine the, feeling. Yes. It's a genuine feeling. You feel bad for the dogs, but what you, what you going to do about it? You know what yeah. I mean? So don't, if, unless you are prepared to go the distance, shh, because we don't need, because what you're doing is reinforcing that this sort of, uh, emotional appeal that you're trying to make is and is that that's okay and that you can do nothing out you know what I mean because that's that's we're trying to move past right. that point. Oh, Mon, I have so a question I, for I, you. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I've heard this I've heard this bandied about on Twitter and I I don't really know how I feel about it but I'm I'm sort of like I find myself a little bit agreeing with it based on what the house guests are saying. The fact mm-hmm. that Big Brother cast four black people in the cast this year and five people of color. Um, do you feel like that since that that still isn't a majority because there's 16 people who started the game that that made them an even bigger target that that they're still even more fearful of them working together because you'd hear like Cody and other people saying things like well you know like you know mm-hmm. David obviously Devon uh, Kevin you know what do those people have in common you know oop you know like uh, mm-hmm. like it just seemed to me like they are afraid of that um and and going along with that I was uh, talking about what Taryn was talking about like Arissa Cox. Uh, you know, became, recently became executive producer of Big Brother Canada. And she tweeted this out uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'll just read you the first part of the, tr- of the thread. She said, there is a reason Big Brother Canada and I are aiming for at least, at least 50% uh, 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 biracial, indigenous, and people of color for our next cast. Big Brother is a numbers game. If we want every player to have the same chance to succeed, we must evolve past the idea that minorities in the country must remain mm-hmm. minorities in the house. And then she went on to, mm-hmm. to say a lot of other interesting and cool things. But uh, that is where I'm coming from. And I just wanted to know, like, it, the fact that, like, they're not a, my, 
they're not a majority in the house, but they're but they have more numbers than maybe they would have had on a quote unquote regular season of Big Brother. Do you feel like that that is that that has not helped them, or how do you feel about that? I I think that it is a step in the positive direction to put more people of color in the house point blank period how how people how people in the game respond to that that is the that is the growing pains that we are going to continue to have to grapple with until it becomes a more consistent thing that's why it can't be just one season because of because of what's going on in the world we're like oh well let's throw four black people in there and let's hope that hopefully that, that that's going to fix it no you need to consistently be putting more people in the house from all walks of life because then what's going to happen eventually with time and with history is like people are going to be more accustomed to seeing other types of people and that therefore feel more inclined to work with more types of people. Right now, we're not really getting that because we're just not at that point in time. We're not at that point in time, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. You cannot expect to want to see these black people want to vote each other out. It's a very it's a very touchy issue and it's playing out on television and people don't want to have to talk about it. But that that. What what are you what are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? It's either you don't cast them at all and then we're still talking shit, or you do cast them, you see how that works, and you want to cast more. Like I just I just feel like we're on a we're on a ladder right now where we're like we're we're trying to get to a good space. Sometimes we fall we we fall a few rungs short of that, but I feel like on a bigger picture, we're trying to get to that space. So yes, did this make them a bigger target? Probably, considering what's going on in the world right now, probably, but in the next 20 years, if there are more black people consistently on the show, will it be as much of a problem? Hopefully not. That's what people are trying to miss. But all they, all they see right now is, oh, all the black people are bringing in this message right now and it's hurting the game. I'm like, this is the game. <laughs> okay. This is the game. Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now, there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in one space with a new virtual room. Collaborate live, drawing, sharing, and building ideas with everyone on the same page. And make sure more of your team is seen and heard with up to 49 people on screen at once. Learn more about all the newest Teams features at Microsoft.com Teams. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are always ready to help you personalize your insurance plan so you can create a policy that fits your needs. You can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. Get a great rate without sacrificing great service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Um, So... Just the second the second problem I had with Tyler is the afterward um, that we've talked about that he did not then go and uh, and and like explain or apologize. And again, the most generous reading that I have of this and I'm inclined again to believe it is that Mm -hmm. Christmas convinced him that Bailey was was stabbing him in the back, that Bailey was playing him because she had she had said that she was okay with putting Tyler on the block last week before any of this happened. Um, and that he's making himself look like a fool, giving up his game for somebody that had been playing him the whole time. And I think that that made Tyler feel justified to 
okay, fine, hands off. Uh, I'll, I'll let this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not feel like he needed to apologize. That's, I think, where this came from. It's played out so often this season with so many people. This idea that because I was wronged, I am justified in then wronging somebody else. Um, and I think that that's something to learn from as well. Now, I I personally want to be clear that, like, I think that Tyler, again, he has made some very big mistakes. I don't think that he should have done these things. Um, I have seen him getting death threats. Uh, I don't think that we should go there. Um, not no. that, you know, those people will listen to me, but, uh, but that is yeah. too far. Yeah, uh, th- even, those people will listen to Taryn Armstrong. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Even there, there is, there is an Oprah magazine article titled, uh, that T- Tyler uses black lives matter to further his game. Um, I, I don't think that's a fair representation of the situation. And I don't think it's helping this, the situation to, to drive it to these extremes because it takes away from the conversation i think that we're trying to have which is what he actually did and what he actually should be learning from and what we can all be learning from um so that would be that would be my my stance on this Simon. there's a there's a contingent of the big brother fandom that expects you once you once you're all in on a player they expect you to support every single thing they do every single thing that they do without question. So the minute that you offer up some critique about Tyler's game moves or specifically what he did in this situation, it's like, oh, he does not deserve all of this. Look, I agree with Taryn. I do not support the death threats. I don't think that I'm not trying to demonize Tyler. I don't think that Tyler is a horrible human being. I think that he made a horrible uh, mistake. And I feel like if he doesn't even, if he doesn't realize that, that if he doesn't realize what he just did and that he doesn't feel justified in making an apology to Bailey or Devon for what he did, that is an issue. If it, and, and, and this is that conversation between game and, you know, real life issues. It's like, okay, well, if you got talked off the block because Christmas told you, well, don't do that for Bailey. Bailey's been, Bailey's been talking all this trash about that. That's not, that's not cool. Fine. Fine. If you have decided to stay in the game because you feel like you've been you've been had or production is holding that check over your head, which I think is more likely um, and you don't want to have to do this for Bailey anymore. Fine. You don't have to tell Bailey your reasoning, but you still have to you still have to address what you said to them. Point blank, period, because that if, if you are not able to understand the gravity of the words that you are using to make them think that you were going to help them, then that is an issue. You can't just say things willy nilly and then expect for people to not have an issue with it. And I feel like a lot of people just are, they're having trouble connecting with that because on, in the real world, you don't connect with it anyway. So, and that's, that's the issue that we're having right now. God, we haven't even talked about Christmas yet. I'm 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 reading that the, the this article may be may have been a little more nuanced than the title suggests. I mean that I don't want to get Maybe into the, title, the, the baby, irresponsibility yeah. of journalists yeah. um, in terms of that. That's sort a whole of thing, other conversation. But, um, I mean, I'm looking at the article and I, I like uh, I, I don't know if I was just skimming this, I would 100 percent come away with with that idea. Um, yeah, people but, don't read. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh but anyway um yes there was also some major drama that went down between christmas and davon and bailey um that uh that uh, they got into an argument about christmas was saying 
there's no such thing as personal game information. And ba- and Devon was saying, uh, yes, there is such a thing as personal game information. And this blew up into, uh, I think the real thing that got, that got Christmas so heated was that she is aware of a lot of the things going on. She's aware of her own reputation from Big Brother 19. And uh, and she is feeling like she is being uh, cast in a certain light. Um, and Bailey and Devon are feeling like uh, like they are uh, un- unable to engage in the level that Christmas is bringing to them. Um, and that was very upsetting for them. And uh, and Christmas is the aggressor here. She she is the one that is um which is not to say that uh that like uh, like like that the argument wasn't continued Devon walks away because she's great um I think that uh, Bailey came in to continue the discussion um, because she wanted to protect Devon and sort of like take the heat off of Devon. And then they get heated and Christmas was putting her, her hands in, in Bailey's face and Bailey was trying to remain calm because she doesn't want to be seen as, uh, as this, you know, angry black woman, um, that she has the reputation, um, for, for being that, that is our, Things that Christmas herself has said, like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get shot if I put these two Mm -hmm. up on the block. Um, And so, you know, this was very upsetting for Day and Bay, uh, rightfully so. Um, And I think that, again, this is something worth talking about because, again, I feel like when we talk about these things, we often get bogged down in the details about, well, should Christmas have put her up? What put them up? Was it a good move for Christmas? Did she have real reasons? Was she right in this argument? Was it her fault that it blew up this way? So on and so forth. Um, but if we always pick apart the individual situations, we will never address the larger trend. The reason why Bay and Day felt that way, right? These are the things that we, in my opinion, should be talking about because they happen so often um go back through big brother how often does this happen with black contestants on the show how often do black contestants on the show go home early in the first few weeks uh if you say oh no every single one of those particular instances was justified in its own particular way then you're really missing out on the bigger picture and that's what we're talking about when we discuss these scenarios um so this is this is an example of that there's a blow up uh, and the house, luckily, I guess, um, thankfully, sides with uh, Bay and Day in this one. And they really do see Christmas as the aggressor. And they are very much like, no, 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 no on Christmas here. Well, because she's already got him dead to rights. I don't understand Christmas here like this, this. We can talk about all the semantics and all about he said, she said and what she meant and what Christmas meant. But at the end of the day. Christmas, you're the HOH. You put two people on the block. They're allowed to feel a little pissed about it. Like, isn't it just that simple? I don't understand why Christmas had to make this all about her. And I was totally with Bay when Bay was like, I am not going to let you play the victim here. I am not going to let you grab the cross. Like, because that is exactly what she tried to do. Christmas wanted to make herself feel better and play the victim because she feels like 
as she should feel like, a certain way about putting Bay and Day up on the block after being their friend and not really having a good reason to put them on the block. Other than that, the fact that they're untouchable, which, as I said previously, just means that they're the only two black girls in the house. And that's the reason that she's going to put them up on the block. She feels a certain way about it. She doesn't want to be perceived that way based on her experiences from Big Brother 19. But I will tell you this. I have seen enough from Christmas Joy. This is who she is because we saw it on Big Brother 19 and we see it again here. She's really an angry person. I don't like her. I think she shouldn't have been brought back on this season. I didn't like her bullying aspects on Big Brother 19. And it looks even worse in Big Brother 22. I think they really made a really bad call to bring her out. And you knew I felt like it was only a matter of time before she did something like this. And I'm just really sad that it happened to Bay and Day because it wasn't a cute look and she needed to shut her mouth. Melissa, what are your what are your thoughts on this big blow up? I'm like, to be honest, this week has been like just really exhausting and not in like a fun way to watch the feeds. It's like it's not like like sometimes it's like, oh, people are making these game moves or people are going to fights or whatever. And it's like kind of like thrilling because you're like, what's going to happen? This is crazy, like fun and exciting. But I just feel like this week has been just really disheartening and it's not fun. It doesn't make me, it doesn't make me excited to to go back and watch like the feeds or the episodes or anything. It makes me feel like, like our, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm just like reading too much into this, but it's like, are we losing big brother? Like just overall, like this show that we've loved for all these years, is it over? Like, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like, I'm being serious. Like, it makes, like, it just, it makes me sad now. And it's like, I feel like there are mm-hmm. so many people who feel the same way that, like, it's not fun. It's sad. It's like, it's like people getting hurt and bullied and just like, and, and just like, we see like the, the dregs of society essentially. And it's like, we thought mm-hmm. that like, it was just casting. Like, we thought like, okay, well, but they're just casting the wrong people. Like, there are some good people, but for the most part, they're just casting the wrong people. That's it. That's got to be what it is. But it's like, this is all stars. These are people that have been throughout the entire like series, essentially. And even still, we have the exact same problem. We have the exact same issues with like, like just the minorities being completely isolated. And then we have like some like, you know, these like bullying tactics. And it's like, it's like, is it, is it the show? Like, I mean, is it, I, it makes me want to like, it makes me wonder like, like, is it over for, for the show? Like, is it over? And I don't want that to be the case because like, this has been, I mean, I, I me especially like I've been watching this show since I was like 10 years old. I literally watched season one and like, I've been watching literally ever since. And it, mm-hmm. it makes me sad. Cause I feel like this is something that like, I don't know if this is something that can we, that, that we can come back from and it's not just this particular situation it is it is the entirety of the last like five seasons six seasons like it's like every season it just gets progressively worse and like it just solidifies that like it's not going to turn around and every season we think like but this season will be different this is different i mean not as long as they continually cast the same types of personalities and the same racial makeup of the cast no i don't think it's going to change i will say you know as has the show gotten worse 
I, I don't know, but I will say this. I think we've gotten better. Like we, we spot yeah. more stuff now that we wouldn't have thought was problematic in the past. I know I personally like would like, you know, hoot and holler about stuff that happened in the past. And now like, you know, eight years removed from it, I'd be like, Oh, like that. You know, like I feel worse about how like that taking place, like Dominic in uh, 19 being ostracized from the house. I, there wasn't really a part of me. I mean, obviously the snake thing happened and then, you know, we can, that's whatever. But besides that, I was totally fine with that at the time. And I look back on that and I'm embarrassed about myself. I'm like, I was fine with that. I didn't say anything about how Dominic was being treated in 19. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I think my my response, Melissa, would be that uh, I don't think that the show I don't think we're losing the show. I don't think the show is getting worse. I I think that we are seeing these things and talking about them more because the they have always existed on big brother in fact mm-hmm. i think that they were much worse before i think things mm-hmm. have gotten better but we yeah, are I mean, in the the healing process of of trying to change these things and point them out and talk about them which is inc- uncomfortable and painful but i do think that uh that that's what's happening more so than the the show or the people degenerating into even worse uh you know things it's just so it's so strange to me because it's like i i personally can't i cannot wrap my head around like going into the house and being like not not working with people who don't look like you i like i just i can't imagine going into the house and being like okay these people are minorities. I'm not going to work with them. I'm only going to work with these white people. Like, and then let's get out all the minorities one by one and not think that that's like totally inappropriate and like absolutely not okay. Like how is everyone who just goes in the house, like totally racist? Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't mean to like call it out and say that. And I don't think everyone who goes in the house is totally racist, but I'm just saying like, it's like, how can people not like, I just it's it's so they always think it's from, not them. It's so far from like what I would yeah. think would happen. That oh, yeah. I can't wrap my mind around it. They always think they're they're the hero of their own narrative. They think, well, I know what a racist is and I'm not a racist, even though mm-hmm. that inside of them, they behave like a racist. Like I'll take like my parents, for example. I'll just take my parents because like I feel like I can talk about them. Right. So my parents like they watch something like George Floyd and they say something you know terrible like, you know, well, I know that he didn't deserve to be murdered brent but he was no saint like my parents that my parents said something like that my white parents live in kentucky said something like that i don't think that my parents are racist but they say something like that and i'm like oh my god like do i even know you right now so i'm you look at all these people in the big brother house and they they uh like cody for instance he knows quote unquote the way it looks when they have an alliance with all white people and there's no back black people and the black people are the next people to go and he talks about you know day and kevin and david and he knows how it looks he said oh but social media is going to have something to say about this but twitter is going to have something to say about this but they they rationalize it in in their head like well but i know i'm not racist that just happens to be the way the game is right now so it's okay and it's okay that i didn't have any people of color in my alliance these are just the people that i vibed with and i know i'm not racist so again it's okay they just that's, Amon, you know that that's, that's just how they think about it. 
That's why I keep saying that Big Brother is not going to fix any of this stuff. All it's going to do is highlight it. This is like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people want to want to watch Big Brother and see it as like this beacon of hope. And I feel like in a lot of ways it can be. I think we're seeing it with uh, with Big Brother Canada. In a lot of ways, it can be an instrument of social change, but it's only just one instrument. You know what I mean? And I feel like I feel like people don't have to think about it like if you grow up in an area where you are you know you you, you or like like brent like if you grow up in kentucky surrounded by a bunch of other white people all white people you know, in my high school class 187 people all white right yeah. and then you you and then you and then you uh you enter a world that could be a smidge more diverse you're naturally going to gravitate towards the people that you know you see yourself in and you and it's, it's horrible when you really start to think about it, when you really start to think about what's happening in your brain, but you naturally are more okay with seeing people that don't look like you kind of like go the other way. Cause it's like, Oh, well, I mean, I don't like, where's the connection here? What's it? That's kind of foreign to me. It's like, I don't really, I'm, and I feel like we're all, that's what I'm saying. Like we're in the middle of a social push where we're trying to get people to understand that your implicit biases, all of them that get added up, can be very dangerous in the real world. And then we see that in the game as well. That's what we're seeing happen in the game. And a lot of people will rationalize it and be like, oh, well, I I don't think that I'm, I don't feel that in my heart. I'm not saying screw all the POC. I'm not saying screw all the black people. But at the same time, if there's more white people in the house and then all of you just so happen to be in an alliance, maybe there's one black person in in that alliance, but it's just, it is literally mathematically more likely that white people are going to be in an alliance than it is for the black people to be in that said alliance because of just the makeup of the house. And so when that black person goes the way of the fucking dinosaur, you're like, well, that's not my fault. And it's like, it's not really anybody's singular fault. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the way that the cast is set up. It's the way the society is set up and we are trying our best to rectify that. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy. And we're going to continue to see the same patterns for a while. It's going to happen in BB23 too. I hate to tell y'all, it's going to happen again. We're going to keep having these conversations for a long time. And I would much rather have the conversations and have the discourse and reach the people that we can rather than just being like, oh, well, you know, like, well, then them's the breaks. You know what I mean? And it's, the general level of apathy just has to diminish in order for us to like really be able to understand how we can make this better. And I feel like All Stars 2, was, they were trying to make it better. They tried to bring back a bunch of veterans that know the game, that probably are well aware of what happens on social media in regards to the game, or probably more well-equipped. They introduced the implicit bias training. They put four Black people in the house, five POC. They, they tried. They tried. And it's not going to be perfect. It's going to get ugly. People are going to make their mistakes. We're going to call their asses out when they make the mistakes. If people don't want to learn and they want to push back, then that's y'all business. If, you, if you're going to come out of this house and act like you are God and you didn't do anything wrong, well, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to, you're going to get dragged. But if you want to learn, then learn. Yeah, and, so. and speaking for myself, I, I fully disown and do not encourage harassment of any people um that i i think that if somebody does something wrong that they it should be uh called out um they should be held responsible for it but that does not mean that you should send death threats or harass them or anything like that um that's again speaking for myself in that instance um Mm -hmm. And uh, and that that is not what this is. You know, we we can't mm-hmm. ignore the situation, um, you know, because because I think in conversations like these, the extremes, the extreme ends of things 
dilute the conversation so much because mm-hmm. if you try to say one thing that is like a little bit over here then uh the people over here think that you're way way down here yeah. um yep. and vice versa and so it's very difficult to have an actual conversation but the conversation needs to be had this is game talk this is relevant to the show and to the game and it also happens to be relevant in our everyday life um This is all stuff that impacts the game. And if we pretend that it doesn't, then we're just not looking. So this is something that we should be talking about. um, And it does not have to connect to anything uh, where, you know, people's lives are being ruined um, or anything like that. We are talking about things that should that people should be held accountable for and things that should hopefully be talked about and discussed and maybe someday improved upon um that that's my take yeah and i feel like i feel like i said this earlier today just people don't not everybody knows how to talk about it and i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna try and say that's not me trying to say oh there are just some really really dumb people out there that don't deserve to have a spot in the conversation i feel like everybody has deserves a spot in the conversation but like you just said i feel like there's this disc there's this cognitive dissonance just like the root of all evil in my opinion that it's hard for people that have been experiencing an injustice for so long to like get up to this level without some sort of like, no, because people think that we're here already. That's not the case. And so when you, when you, when you think that we're here and then somebody's telling, you no, actually it looks like this and y'all are trying to both argue that you're different truths. It's like, uh, what nothing ever progresses because we're sitting here trying to offer like argue a different set of facts and i feel like that happens a lot of the time on twitter and it happens a lot of the time when it comes to like you know who was in the wrong on big brother and all of this stuff and i feel like as long as, as if we can just talk about the bigger picture here like you just said talk about the trends talk about the patterns talk about what we continuously see i feel like we are we're, we're going to get better and we're going to get to a point where we don't have to have conversations as intense as this we can come back to the round table and be like oh great move tyler oh shitty move cody you know what i mean we we can get back to that place it just might not happen as quickly as people would like for it to and i don't think that that's wrong i think that that's part of the process so yeah all right well uh i think i think it's time to get to the state of the house here uh aman i know you you might need to to bounce out are, are you, uh, you you bouncing out i lost track of time I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Amon, for for joining us. Uh, I, I really, uh, I'm really glad that that we had you here. You, you you always contribute so much to these discussions. Thank you guys so much for having me, and hopefully, my place in the stock watch doesn't get as low as it already is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amon. Love you, honey. Good luck. Bye. All right, all right. So I missed miss him already. I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, let's go over the state of the house. This is probably going to be a bit of a, a long uh, show here, but I do think there's a lot of important stuff to talk about in terms of the state of the house before we get into the uh, the ratings here, because a lot has shifted with everything that's been happening. The Slick Six is completely done at this point. There are new fake alliances and new relationships and uh, and all kinds of new structures to keep track of. So I want to try and run through the alliances first, and then I want to try and go a little more granular on uh, on this one. So we still have Cody's crew. 
He's still kind of running things. And Cody's crew consists of, and this is kind of close to what Kaser was saying um, when he was, you know, on out, out, on the way out the door. Cody is basically in the middle of two main groups. Uh, he's got triple threat on one side, which is himself, Enzo, and Tyler. And then he's got... Uh, the love triangle on the other side, I guess, is what Kaser coined them as. as uh, and that's Cody, Danny, and Nicole. So Cody is in the middle of Enzo Tyler on one side, Danny and Nicole on the other side. Now, the Danny and Nicole side consists of four prime, which includes Ian. Um, so you can kind of throw Ian in there, but Ian might still be wanting to take a shot at Cody for all I know. Um, and then you kind of have like the loose pieces Christmas in Memphis, who are still attached via the committee, um, but are not really in the core of Cody's uh, power structure, although he does have Memphis as a side piece. Um, So that's Cody's realm. Um, We then have like the outsiders. That's kind of the other side of the house. And that those people consist of Day, Kevin and David. And also they think that they have Enzo, but they don't. Um, But those are the people outside of Cody's power structure. Um, and so that is like the relationship wise state of the house right now. But it doesn't really tell the full story because it's really about individual relationships right now. And so I want to go over each person's sort of state here. Um, we have Cody. And I want to like the people who have Cody's best interests in mind, the people who are looking out for Cody would be Enzo, Tyler, Nicole, Danny and Memphis. Five people all looking out for Cody, all loyal to Cody. Um, And Cody is targeting Kevin and Ian would probably be his main two. Uh, He would take either of them out if given the opportunity. Um, and feel, feel free to, uh, if you have a point, chime in. Uh, sure. I know this is going to be a long one. No, go ahead. Um, Enzo has Cody, Tyler, Day, David, Kevin, and Christmas all looking out for him, wanting to work with him, having his best interests in mind. Um, and Enzo, in my opinion, is targeting Danny, Nicole, and Ian would be the three people he's going after because Enzo sees Cody's power structure and wants to cut off his other option. He wants to force Cody into the triple threat and have no other option. That's what Enzo wants. So that's where Enzo stands. Tyler has lost some leverage here in the game, but he still has Enzo, Cody, and Christmas looking out for him. Although Cody is kind of like hanging on a thread a little bit. Uh, I don't think Cody would go out of his way to help Tyler, but he will want to protect Tyler for now because it's in his best interest to keep his power structure in place. Don't you think like after the events of today and yesterday that Danny would at least not go after Tyler. She'd be more inclined to work with Tyler. Yes, but I don't, I wouldn't say that she's looking out for him. Okay. So I, so I just want to list the people that like definitely wouldn't come after him. All right. Looking out, would try to protect him if, if they can. Um, and Tyler, I do believe is targeting Danny and Nicole. Um, if for some reason he's not, Kevin is the only other person that I think he would target. Uh, But I I really do think he's gunning for Danny in particular, but Nicole as a secondary. Danny is in a spot. I really, I was looking through it. I think it's just Nicole. 
I don't think there's another person that just strictly has Danny's best interests in mind. She is fully reliant on Nicole. Um, I believe at this point she's targeting Kevin. Um, somehow Tyler has convinced her to not come for him. She's confirmed this to Nicole in private. She still talked about like, well, maybe, but she's like, seemingly on board to actually not target Tyler, which means she'd be targeting Kevin, maybe David, maybe Memphis. If she really wanted to make a move, she has talked about that in the past. So that's where I kind of stand with Danny. Um, Nicole has Cody, Danny, Ian day and Christmas. In my opinion, I day is not like, like fully, fully on the Nicole train, but I do think that day would avoid putting Nicole up. Uh, if given the option and would try to protect similar to Ian, actually, that she might go after Nicole's structure around her, but they'd want to keep Nicole herself safe, which is kind of Nicole's whole game. Um, so Nicole, I do believe is targeting Kevin. Um, so, uh, Kevin, very popular in the target, uh, portion of this. Um, we have Ian who similar to Danny pretty much only has Nicole. Um, I don't really see another person who's really looking out for Ian. You know, you kind of have like Kevin and David and and Tyler's like very loose connections, but they've all talked about like nah. Um, and they all think you know David and Kevin especially think that Ian is in the core of the power structure, which is not great for Ian. Um, Ian, I actually am not sure who he would target. I I think it's still Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- that's what I thought too he hasn't said anything like he has Ian is uh, somebody posted this meme of the like little blob in a box that's like in the box yeah. and then it, it like peeks out of the box uh, and then like uh, something bad happens and it like, gets back in the box it's never again like that is Ian uh, in the game right now um, then we have Christmas who I do think still has people like Tyler Nicole Danny Enzo and even Memphis to a degree, I think, looking out for her. Um, Do you think so, though? I think so. From what I've heard, it seems like Enzo and Danny and Nicole, like, are not super on board the Christmas train anymore. It seems like they're kind of, like, trying to distance themselves. I think they are trying to distance themselves. I think they also have no reason to not have Christmas working with them, if that makes sense. Like, uh, if anything, I think you know, Danny and Nicole are looking at Christmas and being like, shame on you, Christmas. What a bad decision that you made. And they have dollar signs in their eyes. Uh, oh, yeah, like, totally. That's like what I thought. Nic- Nicole looks at uh, <laughs> similar, you know, uh, if sh- uh, shout out to, uh, to Tommy and Christy. But when Nicole looks at Christmas, she sees Paul. <laughs> right. Um, like, uh, yeah, that's um, what I thought. Karen, for real. Like when I when I saw this happening with Christmas, I was like, you know, first of all, I was, I was going off on her. But then, like, after I got over my anger, I was like, ah, shit. Like, they, they, they could keep her in the game for a long time. She's a total goat. Like, there's no way she's going to win at the mm-hmm. end. Like, or very unlikely. You know, like, I mean, she, Melissa, we could be stuck with her for a long time. I do. I do think you make a good point, though, Melissa. I, I, I you know, I'm listing Nicole and Danny. I do think that they would not go far out of their way to protect right. Christmas. But yeah, I don't I think, think they would ever target was her. Like, I think if somebody else got HOH or something and was like, hey, I think I want to go for Christmas or I'm going to put Christmas in the block or Christmas is my target. I think they'll be like, yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. I don't think there's any situation where they're like, wait, no, there's got to be someone else. I think like, I think 
they see the issues with Christmas. And so I think that they're more than willing to kind of like give her the little push out the door, you know, just so that they're not having that like stigma around them. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. In fact, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to delete Nicole and Danny. Wow. From Christmas's, uh, from Christmas's list here. Um, because you're right. I think they, 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 I don't think they would target her, but I don't think they have her back, uh, mm-hmm. in the same way that I, I actually do think Memphis, like she's one of the few people he actually talks to. Um, and, uh, and Enzo and Tyler would, uh, I do think that Christmas now she was targeting Kevin. I think she might be shifting that today after the blow up, but who knows? Um, it's really probably just going to be, you know, what Nicole says. Um, Memphis has Cody. I do think Cody, because Cody knows how valuable Memphis is to him. I think, at least I think he knows how valuable Memphis is to him. Uh, Christmas, I think, will look out for Memphis um, to a decent degree. And uh, and Enzo really likes Memphis and thinks that he's useful in the game. Um, this is not like... Uh, Memphis has no real long-term allies and relationships that will keep him safe but uh but in the short term for sure uh i think he has these people watching out for him memphis is targeting david still uh because he feels like david is coming for him and so uh, yes and i do believe that uh, you know i think it's possible that like a kevin or an ian would be his his other options um he actually has talked about Ian like, ah, maybe we don't need Ian that soon. Um, but I think, you know, if if Memphis is HOH, I'd probably guess like Kevin David nominations with like Ian as a replacement potential backdoor. Um, so that would be my guess, at least. Um, then there's Davon, who's got Kevin to a degree um, and David to a degree. Um Neither of them are like, like, they, I think they both want to, to, to like work and protect Davon, but like, they're just not reliable allies. Um, either of them really. Uh, but, uh, but she's got them to a degree. Um, I think she's targeting at this moment. I'm not entirely sure, but I think like Cody, Tyler, Christmas. I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I'd love to get her in a room and listen to her on camera, which she occasionally does. I have no freaking clue. She'll change her mind. Yeah. You know, every day until Thursday. So no freaking clue. She'd be the most interesting HOH. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I think again, to a degree has day and and David. Um, And I think he's also targeting people like Cody, Tyler, Nicole. I think he will probably leave tyler out of it because he doesn't feel like he's in the core i think it'll probably be something closer to cody and nicole um but tyler would be in there um as an option i think he would leave danny out of it uh for now at least um and then there's david who i couldn't even list day and kevin for david because i don't think either of them would stick their necks out at all for david so i actually i put nobody for david because i don't think i don't think he's even got tyler anymore um so He's, he's a little bit lonely. Um, I think he's targeting Cody, Nicole, Danny, and Ian, because actually that's his new theory, is that uh, 4 Prime is the group running the house. They're the core. Uh, that's his new theory, and uh, and he wants to target those people. Um, you know, David, I talked about this a little bit. That da- David, the worst thing that could have happened in David's game is that he was told that he had the right read Big Brother 21, and now 
he just does not doubt anything that he thinks up in his mind um and so like he he saw four prime together and he was like ah i i solved it uh i know i know everything um and now he's like very dedicated to this idea um so that's where I see the state of the house. That's where we're at. Um, and uh, I think we've got a pretty interesting situation moving forward. A lot of people targeting Kevin. Some people targeting Danny. Some people targeting Cody. Some some people trying to target Nicole. Uh, you know, a couple possible Tylers in there. Some Ians. Um, similar to last week, there's a lot of different ways that this next week can go. Although I do think Kevin is the most common denominator. Yeah. Also, um, Danny's telling Nicole right now that she wants to target Tyler and back on the Tyler back, train back door. And but they don't think they'll have the votes to get him out. So they're a little worried. Would they have the votes to get him out? Uh, who did they talk about who they put him up next? If it's a back door, they'd probably put up like David and Kevin and then back door Tyler, Tyler against Kevin. I don't know if they have the votes. Yeah, I, I think don't they're think right. They do either unless they put up someone that they know people aren't going to want to vote out. Maybe. I don't mm. know. So if they did it next week, then they need the, four votes to yeah, break a tie. Say, that's exactly what I was thinking, Taryn. I'm like, they only need four. Yeah, Danny's saying that she'll tell Cody that uh, if he doesn't vote Tyler out, that she's lost or he's lost the game, and that like Danny Cody's not going to take yeah. that well. Um, and they're <laughs> yeah. probably going to rely on a Christmas vote, which they won't have. No. So, and she I can also that, block a backdoor. <laughs> yeah, I think that was also like part of. Part of the big blow up, I also think I meant to say this earlier, was that like Christmas couldn't explain what happened with by saying like like she could have done this, but she couldn't because she's working with him. But she could have said, I guess the the big missing piece was that her and Tyler, in her mind, have a final two. So like she wouldn't want to get rid of him and that would be a bad move for her but i feel like that was something that she could not say to davon and bailey as to like why she didn't do it because they're like i don't understand you've been given this gift like or whatever you know put tyler on the block what is wrong with you and she had to just say like no i'm not gonna you know if he wants to go out he'll go out on his own it's not going to be from me like i'm not going to be the one to like have to you know do that for him or whatever um and and it like i feel like the whole thing could have been explained away with like, no, Tyler and I have a final two. I'm not putting him on the block. Like, that's why I didn't put him on the block. But instead, she like couldn't say that. So like, it ended up being a situation where like Bailey and Devon were like, I really don't understand why you wouldn't just like put him up. Was this the whole like plot to like make us look look bad or like stupid or whatever? And Christmas is like, you know, thinking that they're like not understanding that she has other reasons. Yeah, I, I think I think that is part of the problem here that that Christmas, her reason is not true but she's like her 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 logic is sound and i've seen people say Mm -hmm. that her logic is sound uh from her perspective especially you know uh game is separate from personal you had personal conversations with me you had game conversations with me the game conversation is the reason i'm targeting you but that's not the reason she's targeting her and it's not the reason she didn't put tyler on the block it's fake um and she feels like i've made a logically sound argument based on false information and there's not a it doesn't connect all the way. And, but she feels like, no, 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 you have to accept this argument, even though it doesn't fully make right. all the sense. Right. Right. It's um, like, if she could just, if it didn't matter, like for the game or anything, and she could just tell Devon and Bailey, like, yeah, I'm not going to backdoor Tyler. Cause he's my ally. Like he's my number one ally. Like, I'm not going to do that. 
then they would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense why you wouldn't put him on the block. But like, it turned into this whole convoluted thing about like, well, you gave me personal information or whatever. And it's like, it just turned into this argument where like, Christmas wasn't even arguing her true points. And they were like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And it, day, in fairness, the day wasn't doing a great job of explaining it either. Like she was trying to like play semantic games about like, you know, this is game personal, this is personal game, game information. information. Yeah, which they went on and on about, which there is no such thing. I mean, if it's personal game information, it is by definition game information. It is a really dumb term. It really is. Well, the whole yeah. thing was so stupid. It's like that was game information. Like, I mean, it's it's as if. OK, so like, for example, like say someone says. I have a daughter on the outside and like, I really, I miss her or whatever. And that is personal information. But then that person takes that information because they're in the house playing a game and says like, well, you know, I'm going to put you on the block because you said you missed your daughter and you want to go home. You should probably go home to be with your daughter. So I'm putting you on the block for that. It's like, yeah, that's personal information, but it's like, that's also game information. Like all information in the house can be used for game, especially like if it's, something that I, it it none of it made any sense to me that christmas just between like melissa personal... christmas wouldn't own her shit she she wouldn't own her shit because she's so afraid of being betrayed as she was on big brother 19 she wouldn't just own her shit and say you know what i betrayed you you're right you trusted me i right. betrayed you i used information that you gave to me and i put you on the block i'm sorry like that's all she had to do just live in her shit and own it if she did that none of that would have happened yesterday but she couldn't do it she had to be the victim also, like, I thought, okay, so Christmas is, part of Christmas's argument is, like, we never had a set, like, working relationship together. Like, Bailey and I and, like, Davon, like, we never had any actual, like, set re- working game relationship. No alliance, no nothing. But it's, like, didn't Christmas think that, like, oh, I have Bailey? Like, didn't they, didn't she think that her and Bailey had, like, a a sort of, like, understanding like yeah sure it's like you can play semantics and say like well we didn't actually like solidify an alliance we didn't like name it we didn't like you know whatever but they were basically working together like it and christmas wants to argue that this is not a betrayal like this this is a betrayal and even if like it's like it's also one of those things where it's like why are you even arguing whether it's a betrayal or not if somebody feels betrayed like you could say like okay well then like sorry that this happened you got betrayed by me okay yeah. like that's Their fine feelings are now valid. you're on the block exactly. yeah like yeah. now you're on the block okay I, I didn't i didn't think of our relationship as something that i needed to care about and so like that's why i'm sending you home like it just she kept saying like well i didn't betray you like okay well she feels betrayed by you she doesn't want to feel like the bad guy she can't own it that's the thing which is bad because it's like she just it. made it so much worse for herself. I feel yeah, like if she totally. had just put them on the block and been like, look, like this is what I'm doing. This is best for my game. You guys might not understand it, but like, this is it. There and I can't go. tell you everything. I right. can't tell I can't you that I'm tell actually you, doing this yeah. for the Alliance. Yeah. I can't tell you everything behind it. This is just like a game move. Sorry. Like, you know, fight for the veto. And then had that be the end of it, that would have been fine. But it's like, she wanted to make sure that like the people that she put on the block were like, happy to her right like, oh my god not gonna be happy <gasps> to you they're literally gonna be angry with you like that and justifiably so yeah it's uh like uh like after the funeral dan geesling did not go to Brittany and be like 
Why are you being so mean to me? What did right. I do to you? I did what I had to do. Why are you being so mean? Like he just uh, sat there and took it. He took it. He got he like yeah, I like he did what he had to do and he also upset Brittany and she's upset right now and she should be allowed to be upset. And he didn't sit there saying, "Listen, Brittany, you're allowed to be upset. It's perfectly valid." But stop being mean to me. Uh, <laughs> Just say, like, look, I'm sorry. This was pure game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, you know, whatever. Just like, it's one of those things where it's like, just apologize and just say, just say, like, this is a game and I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't make sense to you. Maybe that, like, I had yeah. to do this for my game. Melissa, I'm sorry. did you see the, uh, the little video clip going around of Tyler saying, you know, hey, you know, don't worry about it, you know, but, but it's never too late for an apology. Oh, yeah. And she's and like, her look was like, <laughs> her look was like this was sour look ever because oh, i think she was yeah. thinking that i i feel like from her perspective she probably was like look i did this for you tyler like i'm in this like, oh, yeah. mess because of you you made it seem like you were gonna like you know put yourself up and then whatever uh and now i'm in this because of you and we're in this together and instead he's like well you can apologize like yeah okay. i right. loved when tyler said that all right, let's get into the stock watch here. Let's let's get into it because oh. there's going to be some major shifting, I think, here. I feel like this in... is also really hard because I feel like a few days ago I might have rated people something way different than I'm rating them now. Oh, really? Yeah. Whether it went like up a or few down, days ago, huh? Up or down or down or up? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's making a joke about last week when he gave Lavina the 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 scores two days ahead of time. That's what he's making a joke about. Oh, well, yeah. First of all, I gave it one day ahead of time, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so it's fake news then. Okay. All right. Um, let's get into the stock watch. Let's start here uh, in beautiful alphabetical order um, with Bailey. Um, Bailey here, who last week was a five. We at this time last week thought... Bailey's in some trouble. She will be nominated next to Devon in a lot of situations, but she's the more likely person to survive. And if she does, then she might be in a good spot. Um, but being nominated next to somebody is always a dangerous position, and we are learning why. Uh, Bailey is at this moment looking like the person who will go home this week. Uh, I also do not love the way that she's played the week, um, mainly because she's giving people permission to vote her out um yep. and she is she's campaigning but it's it's hollow she's not really, really like is. she's like she's sitting ian down and she's not like because you know when you know when bailey's trying she puts on the smile she's very polite she's sitting ian down and she's like so can you vote for me what do you think and he's like i'm like 60 40 for day right now she's like okay cool yeah uh, it's like she's not her heart is not in this she wants to go back to swaggy mm -hmm. swaggy wants her to come back to him uh there, there's a beautiful tesla waiting um and uh, and that's not great all that said uh i don't think it's fully fully locked in at this point so uh so i have bailey here at a two uh for myself I do Brent. as well. I have her at a two. Uh, I think that uh, she, boy, the, some of the things that she said this week really make me scratch my head. Now, look, I know that she's always been of the opinion. She's always said this season, you know, I'm here to push Davon forward. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to push Davon forward. So, like, I, I think she then naturally followed through with that with saying, oh, okay, you know, it's okay that you can vote against me. Tyler, I give you permission to vote against me. But 
but then now she's kind of trying to have her cake and eat it too, where she, now she's trying to campaign. I saw Beverly in the chat saying that she's campaigning her ass off. What show are you watching? That is not even true. She's not, she's not campaigning her ass off. She's a lot better than this, but she's trying to like uh, go about it in a way where it doesn't piss off Devon, which I guess so far she's succeeding at that. But like, it's really hard to campaign your ass off and not piss off the other person. Like if you're campaigning your ass off, you're going to piss off the other person because by campaigning your ass off, it means that you're probably making some headway. You're probably putting your heart into it, which is going to piss them off. So, you know, the fact that she's not probably going to stay indicates to me that she's not campaigning very hard, which means it's the two. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to agree. It's, it's unfortunate, but I do feel like even in the situation where Tyler puts himself on the block, um, I think she might've gone home even in that scenario. So I, I think that this has not been a great week for her. And I think, you know, I felt like she handled herself really well. Same with Davon in the conflict last night. Um, but I, I just think that like the odds of her staying are so slim that I have to give her two. All right. The audience gave Bailey a three. It felt a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, about I was Bailey. vacillating between a two and a three. So By I the way, since we're talking about Bailey real quickly, I will I just wanted to mention this because this gave me flashbacks. Um, so uh for those of you who don't know, I also cover Sequester, the live version with Taryn, and we had looked at season two, and Jesse and Hamza from Big Brother Canada were on season two of, of Sequester. And even though like they were working together in Big Brother Canada, like you, you always felt like, you know, they, they had bad blood together from you know, Hamza originally evicting Jesse on his season. And how like how long was that gonna last? And eventually, you know, they turned against each other. Jesse turns against Hamza. It obviously was a game ending move by his part, but at least he got one over on Hamza. Got him out of the house. I I now empathize with that a lot more watching what's happening with Bailey on this season because she knew that Tyler was a really good game player. He was the golden child of their season. She didn't want to get bamboozled by him again like she did on her on 20. And she thought that she had it under control. And now, even though like, you know, she doesn't have all the details right. Tyler wasn't that against her. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the problem is that but she thinks she, she yeah. thinks she's in that spot. She thinks I she's been had. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Which is really like, frustrating. Like, no, it was Danny. Yeah, uh. it was Danny. And also, too, like Day's giving her wrong information. Like Tyler was talking with Day yesterday and was saying like, uh, you know, like uh, I can't remember how he worded it, but basically got back to Bay. And now Bay thinks like, oh, well, he he now he can reset because yeah. I'm not in the house. He was but saying that's not that, how he meant it at all. He was saying that he now that he's stuck here with jury happening, yeah. it's time to it's time the to retell reset. from Day was yeah. like so terrible. Day was like, he said, now that Bailey's leaving, it's time to reset. And Bailey was like, I knew it. He said <laughs> he can't wait to get you out. That's the way she that's basically the way she said I mean, she didn't say that. But like that's it was like such a bad retail day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Well, that's a big crash already for Bailey. Uh, if you bought any Bailey, a five down to a two. It's not quite the, I think, eight to a three or whatever it was in her original season, but um, it is a crash here. Then we have Christmas. Christmas up next. Um, Melissa, why don't we start with you here on Christmas? You gave her a four last week, Christmas. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I <laughs> feel much worse than that. So, uh, <laughs> yikes. I mean, I think it's a situation where like, yes, she's probably going to stay in the game a lot longer than we would hope, but she's not going to win. I mean, there's no way. I mean, unless something insane happens. Unlikely, at least. Like, I mean, she's it's just done like, damage. Yeah, it's yes. like she's done way too much damage to her game to like be like an option, really. I mean, at least in my opinion. Um, 
I also think that she's had a really bad week. I mean, Bailey was one of the people who really trusted Christmas and wanted to work with her. And she's literally sending out an ally. Um, it's bad. And I feel like it also is shown to the people that she was working with, um, maybe except for Memphis because he was asleep, but it showed them that she is volatile and unpredictable and that like she is maybe not the person you want to be working with or the person you want to be seen with even optically. I feel like people are going to be like, oh, that's that's not something I want to be around. So uh, she's not leaving the game. So I'm not going to give her a one, but I'm going to give her a two. All right. All right. (laughs) Yes. Look, I also gave, uh, so the the scores from last week were Taryn and the audience gave Christmas a six and Brent and Melissa gave Christmas a four. And I feel like me and Melissa had it right on this. Because uh, like, I I think that it was only a matter of time before she showed how bad of a game player she is. She's got a volatile temper. Like, remember, this is the same white woman who got on the cast of Big Brother All-Stars after not so much as 18 months ago committing or being charged with committing a violent felony by going after her, this woman who was, like, apparently sleeping with her uh, baby daddy person, like, that she's having (laughs) stuff with. The point being, like, she couldn't control her temper then and she can't control her temper now. Uh, I agree with Melissa. I think she's done great damage to herself this week in the house. Maybe she's uh, secured a place uh, in some people's eyes in the final two chairs, but I, I think that she's been shown to be a really horrible person. So uh, I'm also going to give her a two. I do not <laughs> like the way she's positioned in the house, and I really don't like the the, the uh, uh, efforts that she's made on behalf of actually, you know, winning the game. Uh, and, and also, uh, the, uh, Melissa's right. Uh, Dave, not, not only Bailey, but also Davon were people that trusted Christmas. Why did she make this move? There were other, like, half moves she could have made if she wanted to just, like, you know, get through an HOH week and not really do anything. She's basically making this move for other people in her alliance, not really for herself. So, I, I, I as far as this week goes, it's a two. Well... <laughs> I I am a, a, a bit different uh here for Christmas. Um I I I think the biggest shot from the uh from from what happened last night is that uh her her chances in the jury are considerably lower and i think that was always her biggest uh hurdle that she needed to win respect to win a jury vote um and i think that she took some some major hits with that especially with the entire house not agreeing with her position that said, uh, she is still well positioned. Uh, I don't think anybody's really cunning for her anytime soon. I'm not sure that even Day would go straight for Christmas. Um, people might try to make her, but I think that would just make her even more suspicious and want to go after those people. Um, so I think she's going to be here for a while. I also think she's going to win a lot of competitions. She already has a power. Um, she's with Tyler, who also pissed off some people this week. Um, I, you know, she was she could have been the recipient of a bitter jury in 19. I think it's definitely possible that it happens in 22. So uh, I actually I gave her a five um, that uh, you don't think it's concerning that Bailey is. Bailey is someone who wanted to work with Christmas, who was giving her information, who was interested in her. And now she's like literally getting rid of an, a, an ally. Well, see, I actually don't 
disagree strategically with the move all that much. Um, Christmas was allied with almost everybody in the house um, that uh, she had to choose somebody to cut. Um, and she chose uh, Bay uh, and Day, who were people that the rest of the house would support in cutting. Um, so for playing the kind of game that Christmas is, this is kind of the move you uh, you cut people that uh that the rest of the house will agree with if you cut somebody that is already your friend and the rest of the house is going to be mad at you for doing it or some of the house will be mad at you for doing it then uh then that's a really bad move but but she made this move and until the blow up last night even Bay and Day were not saying that they were going to go for Christmas. In fact, they made an alliance with Christmas. Yeah, I remember. Um, so the move itself to target Bay actually, I think, really worked out in her favor. But why the not backdoor somebody? Like, I just feel like because, it's like... I, because why I, would like, she? Why would she when she's in such a good position? I just think that... I think that she's in a good position for this minute, but I think that moving forward in the game, I don't think she's in a good position at all. I don't think she has any ability to win. I I th- I think that I don't think anyone is thinking of her as like a number one or any everyone else has number ones, but I don't think that she has any anyone who oh. considers her a number one. Oh, uh, I don't know. I like I like I think that Christmas thinks that she's got it all figured figured out. I think Christmas thinks that she's in the the alliance that's controlling the house. I think Christmas thinks that she's on the inside of the inside of that alliance with like Tyler. So I think she thinks like, dude, I, I, I'm set. I'm I'm golden. Like I'm controlling everything, but I obviously we know she's not. Yeah, and, and I feel like I feel like the the logic of like why didn't she make a bigger move or why didn't she backdoor someone? Why is she taking out somebody that wouldn't come after her? It's the same or it's the same logic that was used I think on Enzo last week and I was arguing that Enzo made the right move last week and and look at Enzo this week, right? Like he's in a fantastic spot. Um, so I, I think that again, I think the move itself was great. She was coming out of this HOH in a really good spot. She still had Tyler. She was still good with day and with, with day who was in an all women's Alliance with her. She was still uh, insulated with Enzo and Memphis. Um, nobody was looking at her to target her. She, uh, she had a relatively respectable HOA train. I think the big thing that screwed her up, the reason I didn't go for like a six or a seven right. is the big argument that happened last night, which ruined some of her relationships with people like Danny and Nicole to a degree. Um, it ruined the respect that she was garnering from the house and it ruined her relationship with Devon, which in turn helped ruin this all women's alliance that she was trying to create. So her options are a lot more limited now than they were before. But I think, again, I think the move itself was actually pretty sound and it's not like I'm giving her a six or seven. I'm giving her a five, which, you know, is, yeah. I think so her go, limit. go ahead and re- reveal the audience score. And then I want to say something really quickly. The audience gave her a four all right so the audience gave her four um i saw so i see some people in the chat who are not happy with me and melissa because we gave twos to christmas uh and obviously some of those people probably bought some christmas stocks let me tell you this a lot about playing the stock watch is predicting how all three panelists and the audience that also comes into it are going to rate the house guests like taryn talks about this if you watch his twitch stream and he's giving out advice on what to do and how to how to buy stocks he, he will flat out talk about this like, okay, this is Tyler, right? So like, you know, I don't know if Brent's ever going to go up to a nine on Tyler. Like, you know, he'll talk about the fact that we all have our own likes and dislikes that comes into play. Like there's like, if you want to play the stock watch and have some fun, and again, this is only for fun. There's not actual money on the line here. Like you've got to understand that me and Melissa and Taryn occasionally just like, we just 
get in our feelings about shit. And you know what? I totally own that. That's how I feel right now about Christmas. And you know what? I got the paddle so I can do whatever the hell I want. Sorry about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, well, I'm getting very frustrated because I just feel like I'm not just basing this on emotion. I do think that Christmas made a bad move this week. I don't exactly. think she's in a good position. I think that mo- I think moving forward, there's no way she's going to win this game. I really do believe that. So I can't sit there and be like, well, you know, she might make it far and then who knows what's going right. to happen. Which so I'm going to give her a great score. It's yeah. like, no, I don't think she's going to win. Number one. And number two, I think that she's in a bad position. I think she's put herself in a bad position. She's playing with the house. Basically, she's playing the Big Brother 19 game where maybe, yeah, she will get far, but she's not going to win. And I she's, think that like she still thinks it is. The Big other Brother thing 19. is that every she's expendable. Everybody in her alliance isn't thinking of her as like, OK, we got to keep Christmas in. It's like she's an easy out where people could be like, yeah, um, she just caused this whole blowout. She doesn't have anyone who's really on her side. So, like, let's just get her out now. Like, I absolutely see that as a situation. So. I'm not sitting there being like, well, you know, I didn't really like that fight this week, so I'm going to give her a low score. No, like, I honestly think she's a bad player this week. Like, that's the truth. And I even put at the beginning of this week when she was winning all these things, I even tweeted that, like, are we going to have to start giving Christmas, like, respect now? Because, like, she is doing pretty well. Now I don't think she's doing really well. So there you go. This, I, love I, I, lo- I love this melissa yes. i love yes. i love and and i like look i think melissa makes some great points uh i don't personally agree with them but i think she makes some very valid points um and i don't think that you can say that melissa's just basing this on emotion I, she you just heard oh, obviously her case. not yeah yeah, yeah we, we stated our case and gave you guys the evidence it's just you guys don't like the evidence that we're giving you you're, you you are uh, overlooking the evidence in favor of her position in the game and I understand where you're coming from. Oftentimes position will win out. But the problem is that like, like the stock watch is all about winning the game. And Melissa and I are just of the opinion that like she's done massive damage to her chance of actually winning the $500,000 this week. And the fact that we don't agree with the move to get Bailey out of the game. Yeah. And I, and I think especially the jury argument is a very compelling one. Um, it's just uh, me personally. I feel like it's a little early for myself to, to make that call, but you guys, uh, you guys, you guys could be right. You guys could be taking the uh, the you. earlier shot on this, you know? And here's the thing. It's not a situation where, like, okay, if you if you rate them down, you can't then rate them up again. It's not like there's a ceiling yeah. or something. Like, it's not like now Brent and I can't go higher than a two, so, oh, well. We, like, she might play a great game next week. Like, she literally might turn everything around and have a bunch of allies and do really well and use her power and all that sort of stuff. Like, maybe we'll turn it around. But this week, we're rating week to week, you know? This week, she's not. I don't think she did a really good job with her. Yeah, what did she do this week? Did she help her cause this week, or is she hurting her cause this week to win the game? All right, Um, let's talk about Cody. Let's talk about where Cody is. Brent, how do you feel about Cody this week? I feel really good about Cody. I do. Uh, I I, so I I will disclose right out of the gate that I gave him a seven. Uh, I would like to give him an eight. However, I do feel like there are people around him who don't have. His own, or are, I'll put it this way: It's not that they don't have Cody's best interest at heart; they do. It's that they are nervous that Cody might get too much control of the game. Tyler, Enzo, some people that have real power in the game right now are concerned about that. And Cody, despite his best efforts, has not been able to dissuade him from that. Now, there may be some mistakes made by some people in the house this week, moving forward into Thursday, and maybe. Uh, Enzo, Tyler, and any other buddy else who's going after Danny can be dissuaded from targeting Danny, uh, who is a valuable piece for Cody in the game right now. Cody and Danny really have an interesting chemistry. Like, honestly, I don't think I've ever said this before in the podcast, but I'll say it. Watching them together 
they have such a there's such a, an energy about them that if they didn't have like significant others themselves i think they totally would like look at each other as potential others because there's an undeniable attraction there in some way they just vibe with each other they get each other so the fact that danny is currently being targeted by some people who have a lot of power in the game is not good for cody aside from that nobody's directly coming after cody except for mm, ian like maybe ian might go after cody maybe somebody else could look at a back door of cody like uh, David, if he you know goes after those four people and somehow Cody ends up as the backdoor target. But I think a lot of people really enjoy Cody and he doesn't cause any drama in the house that I feel like that he might even then have a chance to stay. So yeah, I feel like he gets a good score, but not a fantastic score for me this week. It's a seven. All right, Melissa. Hmm. I feel like... I honestly, like, I feel like he's in a good position this week i mean i think that like all the people who were possibly coming after him or all the danger that i was feeling for him like i don't know if i'm really feeling that for him right now i feel like now people are like okay well there's other targets like now people are talking about tyler or they're talking about putting up nicole and danny together um and even ian like we i felt like okay ian's gonna like pull something together and get cody and now it's kind of like well ian's really a non-entity right now so like Ian might even get taken out next week and i don't even know if he's going for cody i don't even know if he's like gung-ho against him so i think cody's really insulated as well and i think he's also done a really good job with um all this conflict going on i feel like he's kind of like kept the kind of like Hey everyone, I'm on everybody's side kind of thing going on. Um, so I, I don't feel like he's in worse position. I also don't feel like he's in really a, a much better position. So I'm just gonna stick with my eight. Okay, cool. Uh by the way, uh so I'll 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 call out this shit. So Hammerheads in the chat says uh Ian, David, Kevin, and Davon might all target Cody. Other than that, he's in the best position in the house. So now look, here's the thing. I know that there are a few people who might target Cody, but two things. Number one, I still think Cody's at the bottom of those lists. I think that in all those situations. Cody would be a backdoor target for some of those people. So he, he, it's going to be going to take some doing to get him up on the block. Also, the fact that Cody, I think, could, could survive a vote against many people that he would be placed mm-hmm. on the block against. All yeah, those like things. Who would, yeah. who would he be voted out? I just feel like I don't see a situation where Cody gets voted out, even if he's on the block. And then you're like, really going to tell me that if, if Kevin wins HOH, that his scaredy cat yeah. ass is going to target Cody? No way. I swear to God. I will put be up, so like, impressed. He'll put up Ian and somebody else. Uh, that so something. Kevin is such a scaredy cat. He will not. He will not play Big Brother. You saw him in that knockout competition. She, he, she was like, uh, pick somebody to go next, and he was like, oh. And he knew he wanted to pick. He knew he wanted to pick Cody and Nicole, but Julie had to basically drag it out of him. Do so you but really he think he's going to win HOA? Yeah, he did yeah. do it. He, maybe he'll be like, oh, God, oh, this nomination oh, ceremony. I, can't stand I guess him. I'll just like, turn the key. He's the Ooh. thing that Dan Giesling just hates in the game. Like, he <laughs> won't own it. Just own it. <sighs> if he if he pulls it off, gets HOH, like puts Cody up on the block. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That'd I'll look amazing. at him much better now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would love it. Um, well, I, uh, I also feel good about Cody. I gave him a seven last week. This week, I'm going to give him an eight. Um, I think last week he was put in a corner by Tyler. Um, and that corner turned out to be, he was right to be worried. He got pushed back into that corner and he talked his way out of it. 
Um, and Danny's cool with him again. Uh, and he is, he, he, he managed to escape that corner. Tyler screwed himself up. Uh, and now Cody is back in the driver's seat. Um, honestly, the only reason I don't give him a nine right now is because he has people who might put him on the block next week. And as Brent said, I think he has a, a, a lot of outs to survive the block next week, um, but not that many. Um, and I could see him going home next week, uh, which is which is a rough spot for an eight to be in. But I think he has a lot of opportunities to not be sent home. And if he isn't, then again, I think that he will help. Uh, he will be able to uh, really solidify this uh, this group that he has um, and uh, and will continue to ride off into the sunset. That is his uh, his victory here. So um, it's an eight from me. It is a seven from the audience for Cody once again. So, so uh, uh, L in the chat says that Cody, ha- he has a good wall yeller strategy. <laughs> and that's the thing too. Something that you need to consider about Cody is not only was he put into a corner by Tyler, he was put into a corner by a wall yeller and is pretty clean, um, which is pretty impressive play in, uh, in my opinion. If I was in the house and Cody started yelling the minute the y'all, the wall yeller started yelling, I would be very suspicious of him, especially yeah, after like, what already happened. Well, Clearly, I mean, yeah. To hide. yeah. Well, like, what, how much more suspicious of him can you be though? When the, uh, when the first one is about him, obviously he's going to yell mean, a, during the second one. Yeah. I know. I just like, I'm like, okay, like maybe that first thing wasn't true. I don't know if I believe the whole Cody, you know, how, how true is that Cody Nicole thing that they're running the season or whatever. But then when he starts yelling again, I'm like, hmm, I, I, I think you, you cannot be questioning that anymore. I mean, I, w- I like even if it wasn't true, I think he would still yell during a second one because like, oh, people are f- further trying to ruin my game. Like it didn't work the first time. And now they're telling <laughs> they're saying more lies um, and you don't hear what it said. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's talk about Davon. Okay. How is Devon doing here? Wow, there's there's some close votes from the audience. Um, I can tell you that the audience. Um, I'll do a quick refresh here. You can still cast your votes. Uh, the survey is on Twitter. Um, <laughs> at Armstrong, you still Taren. cast your votes. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the uh, it actually went in the in the direction to further solidify this rating. The audience went with a four for Devon. Um, I actually went with a three on Devon. I feel like uh, she is on the block. I think there's a chance that she could still go home this week. Uh, I think the fact that Nicole and Danny are like actively wanting Day to stay and campaigning for her is actually potentially bad for her. Um, I think that uh, David is pushing pretty hard to try and save Bailey, which by itself would not mean much. But he has the backing of Enzo, who, as we know, is very well connected. Um, and then uh, I, I feel like there's still some outs with where this vote could flip. That if if Cody or somebody else decided that, you know, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't want Day in because I don't want her to be used by Nicole and Danny. Um, that uh, they could easily decide to flip this vote and keep Bailey in and uh, and, you know, think that, oh, well, Bailey will just be a, a big target still. If and if we keep Day, then uh, then day will slide back into the background and be used by Nicole and Danny. And that's not what we want. So I do think there's still a possibility here that day goes home, though. I don't think it's super likely Um, on top of that. Even if she does stay, she doesn't really have many options. Again, she's relying on Nicole and Danny uh, in the power structure. And she's relying on Kevin and David outside of the power structure. And that's all four of those people are not good allies to have. So I don't love her position and I'm not sure where she goes from here. 
Brent, what do you think? Uh, I agreed with the audience. I gave her a four. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I feel a little bit better about Day's game. Like I know that that she's not in a great position, and I know I don't know where she goes from here. But I, I really do think now, it, like assuming that Bailey gets eliminated, and again, there's a chance that, that Day herself could go home here. But assuming ba- Bailey goes home, I don't think that people are going to come for Day soon. And and you know, Christmas can't be HOA in back to back weeks unless obviously Danny plays that stupid power, which she's not going to do. So. Uh, Christmas can't be HOH next week. So there's going to be a whole week for them to heal. Maybe they can get over it. You know, like if you can, you, you can only have that so much negative energy in the house for a, an extended period of time. Like you have to nip it in the bud or it just makes you feel awful. So I'm sure at some point they, uh, and Christmas will, you know, come together and try to move past, you know, what happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, who knows if that might take. So, uh, I, I give her four. I, I, I feel like that she's still a viable presence to uh, to win the game. Uh, as far as actually getting to the end, like once anybody makes a move against their alliance, meaning a non David slash Kevin slash uh, Ian nominees, like if 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 anything is like in the Danny Nicole Memphis Cody territory, it's going to force people to reveal things and campaign and vote in ways that maybe they would have otherwise preferred not to do. That's why Cody's pushing so hard for them to target the outsiders. so They don't have to show their cards in regards to who they're actually loyal to within the alliance. So if that happens, I really do think that she's going to be there to pick up the pieces. It's four. Yeah, this one's a hard one for me just because I feel like there are, there are pros and cons or like there are positives and negatives. Like, you know, there's the fact that she might be leaving this week. Like we don't really know yet. It could, anything could happen, which you know, kind of takes her score down. But then at the same time, I do feel like with Bailey gone, if if Davon does stay and Bailey leaves, I do feel like there might be more of an in for Davon with certain people just because she won't be seen as a pair anymore and it won't be this big threat. Um, I And I also feel like, you know, uh, that fight was not great for her. And I do think that now, like, you know, she has an, an enemy in Christmas at the same time. I do feel like she came out ahead in that fight. And I felt like the house was kind of rallying around her. Um, and the fact that it does seem like Nicole and Danny are interested in working with her, but at the same time, like are Nicole and Danny really interested in working with her? Like we don't really know. So, um, I, I just, it's hard for me because it could go really either way. Um, so I guess I think I'm going to give her a three just cause I, I, I want, I want to give her a four, but I don't think she's in the same position she was last week. So I do think it's, all right, let's talk about David. Um, Brent, yes. how are you feeling about David? This uh, week? So I'm putting away the paddle in regards to David. Uh, I, I have listened to him. Uh, he has slowly learned a little bit about the Big Brother game. Now, now to be clear, his reads are definitely off. Uh, he doesn't understand. Like, and Karen was so right about this. The fact he's that, like, like he's like three weeks behind. He just yeah. caught on to the four prime alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he he uh, he he thinks that he's golden when it comes to reads, and that's like, of course, the worst thing uh, in regards to him. Like, that's the one thing he knows. Is, Why was I brought back? I was brought back because my reads are gold. Um, but they're terrible. Um, but he thinks that they're amazing. Um, but he's trying and, you know, he's he's actually his communicating it sounds so condescending, but like it was terrible before. But like he's really much better at it now. Like he's actually having substantive big brother talks with people and seems to get what they're looking for now. He's not perfect and he's not I wouldn't even call him good, but. 
He's okay. He's at least serviceable. He's like what Ian would call like replacement level, right? Replacement level minus probably, all right? <laughs> um, add to that the fact that he has a power that is probably the best of the three powers, ironically. Uh, that's when you know they're, they're not rigging the game because David got the freaking power. I mean, are you serious? He hasn't even been in the, in the show except for the one week that he was on the block. Uh, yeah, I, I was... Uh, dumbfounded by that but he won it and so he's got that and he's keeping it a secret he's not even telling tyler which again i'll give him props for i didn't think he had it in him to uh not tell tyler and then he then he's keeping it a secret so i, I like david a little bit better it was just sort of like okay am i gonna give him a two or am i gonna give him a three um i'm going to give him i'm oh gosh i i wrote down two um, I'm going to give him a two. I, I'm, I'm, he, basically, I want I want to see more every week that he sh- continues to show me that he can play the Big Brother game. I'm going to continue to go up on it. All right. Yes, I uh, I gave him a one last week, not because I think he had no chance to win the game, but because his play that week was so bad that uh, that it, it it required a one from me, uh, and that uh, that's why I gave him. So really, position wise, I've always had him at a two that I feel like he's very bad, but has a small chance to win the game. This week, I feel like. He has not played that poorly um, and his position has increased. So uh, I'm giving him a three this week. Um, I feel like um, I, I the the thing that I that I like about David's game now is that he's because he has this power. I think he's being more proactive. Um, he's going around. He's trying to communicate to people. He's trying to talk to people. He's trying to get people riled up and stuff. And that can be good. It could also be bad. It might backfire on him. But the good thing is, I almost want it to backfire on him because I think it's better for David that this power gets used. And if that means he needs to be nominated in order to use it, so be it. If that means that he waits until the third week and then he uses it on whoever because he can, um, I mean, it has to it has to have some purpose. Right. So it's it's going to be hard for him to find a purpose. I want him to use this power because wielding power in the game gets you respect. Yes. Uh, And that's what he needs in the game. And if he just holds on to this and then at the end of the game, he's like, I also had a power and I never used it. It's like, so that's just another thing you didn't do. Um, So I want him to do something with this power. I want him to win competitions. I want him to ruin someone's plans. Uh, I don't want him to continue to just slide along because I don't think that's enough unless he gets there with like Christmas. Um, So uh, I I, I want this stuff to be happening and that's why I like that he's being more proactive um uh, but yes i i wanted again specify he can't just randomly use it he can't just be like all right i'm saving danny from the block because i needed to use it um like it needs to actually have a purpose i think to to really uh improve his standing in any way we talked about this for those of you who are new to uh the round table we've talked about this before like even on the big brother canada or even like big brothers of the past in usa like these twists that uh, these powers that come into the game like, even though, like, sometimes the house guests don't even do anything to win them. They're, like, awarded them by America or something. Uh, but the fact that they use them in the game, like, the, the, the house guests give credibility to that. As in, you you impacted the game, even mm-hmm. though you really did nothing to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the fact that you, this is even better, like, David actually earned the power. And that, then he's going to, if he goes and uses it, it's going to definitely get him credibility in the game. 
Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's, this power has given him, you know, more uh, ability in this game, I guess, more like the, the feeling that he can actually maybe do something and maybe more confidence, which I think is good. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I still think he's not in a great position. I still think that he could be an easy target. Like if somebody wins HOH and it's just like, okay, well, who's not working with us? Who is, who can we get out that no one really care about? Oh, okay. David, let's put up David and Kevin. Okay. Whatever. Kevin won the veto. David, you're out. Whatever. I just feel I see a situation as soon as next week when David can have, you know, troubles. So, um, I mean, obviously the power is helpful, but I just mean like, I don't, he's in a great position. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I do feel better though. Cause he has that power. So I'm going to give him a three. All right. The audience agrees with us on this one, Melissa, they gave him a three as well. So there it is for David, a three overall up from his two. He's back on the rise, David. <laughs> um, let's talk Danny. Um, Danny yep. is in an interesting spot. Last week I gave her a four because it was not looking great for her. This week, I'm going to give her a five because mm-hmm. things are looking Same. a little bit better for her. Um, the Tyler stuff was good for her in the sense that uh, she found out that Tyler was coming after her and Tyler lost power. And Tyler was one of the main adversaries that she had. She also manages to flip Davon and Bailey, whichever one of them stays, but probably Davon, um, to not want to come after her and work with her. That's good. Her position has improved, but not dramatically. Not dramatically. Uh, there are still people like Enzo and Tyler who still do want to come after her. Um, Cody still does not want to go out of his way to protect her. Um, there are still a lot of dangerous positions that she might be put in next week, even from people not directly targeting her. If she finds herself on the block, she is the most uh, expose, uh, expendable person to Cody's main power structure uh, if you don't count Ian, right? Um, so I I still feel like she's in a lot of danger moving forward, but she did catch some breaks this week, uh, but she's still such a, a hill to climb that I can't go higher than a five yet. Uh, and she even somehow got tricked into trusting Tyler again uh, this right? week. Um, she, wow. she did just recently talk about like, oh, maybe we will backdoor him, but I don't think she feels the urgency that she needs to. Um, and she definitely doesn't see Enzo coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm next, but I agree with you. And I that was basically what I was going to say. So I give her a five as well. Yep. Five for me as well. Uh, Danny, man, uh, like I, Here's the thing. I actually I gave her a three last week, which was the lowest score that she got from anybody. I, I think that she's actually done some good work in terms of like so, her social ability, just like misting people who maybe have previously were coming after her. Obviously, not everybody, but some people. Uh, Day feels particularly, assuming Day stays, Day feels particularly good with Danny. Um, I would love to see them. And it would also like no, no tea. This has no impact on the game, but it would also help popularity. Like if if they, if, if the Danny of old like came back and like started working with Devon somehow and, and got something going like that would be really fun to see so maybe i'm responding to that i don't know i mean I, I feel like danny just like i said she she operates based on who she likes and she was so confused she's like tyler i liked you why would you betray me like that right. uh and like cody i really like you why would you keep that information from me? Uh, like she's just like, uh, that's just how she operates. Um, the audience agrees with us here. They gave her a five as well. I feel like Danny, we have all been such on the same page about Danny all season long, except for last week when Brent gave her a three. Um, 
All right. <laughs> Let's talk Enzo. Melissa, last week you shocked the world. Yes, this is where Taryn lost his freaking mind. You what guys happened? Were crazy. That, that honestly, I still stand by that rating. I think that, like, I don't think he played his HOH well. I don't think that he made a good move for his game. I think that, and I think the the main reason why I gave him such a low score was because I didn't, I don't see. I feel like he's all talk. Like I feel like he's he's not he's just going to keep treading water and he's not ever going to make any of these big moves he's talking about. And eventually it's going to be too late. I felt like I, I saw, I saw from the way he was, it was like, it was like, I had been seeing him talk a big game and I had been really impressed with him. And like, I saw him as the kind of person who would be willing to make big moves and would be willing to just be like, you know what? I'm going like guns blazing. I'm taking everyone out, whatever. Um, but when it came down to the wire, I just felt like I sh- it like flashed before my eyes of like him always being like, um, like, I don't think this is the week. Like, let's have somebody else take this move. Like, why don't we have somebody else make the move? And I felt like that I could just see that replaying over and over again. And it was like, I just, I, I didn't see a path forward for him, um, to the end. And I, I felt like, or at least as like a winner, I just felt like he was always going to play it safe and he was always going to like, I just didn't, I just didn't see the game there. And I was disappointed because I, I don't know. I just saw him as a different player. And then it was like, it was like, Oh, okay. You're not that kind of player. Um, And so I was disappointed and I felt like he didn't play his HOH well. And, um, so yeah, that I stand by my rating last week. However, I do think he's in a, he's in a really good position this week. I feel like with everything blowing up around him, I feel like he's still totally uh, you know, safe essentially and I feel like everybody um he has not gotten caught in the crossfire or crosshairs of anybody and I feel like he um people don't even like suspect him. I feel like he's like, "Okay, we got to get this person out." And they're like sitting there on the other cam being like I love Enzo. We got to keep Enzo around. Like he's great. I trust him. And it's just like, he's so, he's so slick about everything. So um, I do feel much better about him this week. So um, I think I'm going to go up to an eight. All right. Excellent. Yes. uh, Last week I gave Enzo a nine and I talked about how I would like to give him a 10, but for a 10, I just feel like you need to be a little more active. I feel the same way this week. I, I think his position has improved uh, since last week, dramatically even. Um, and I, I, it makes me want to give him a 10, but it's just like uh, I want to be a little bit stingy with those 10s, just like I try to be stingy with the ones. Um, and I, I want to oh, live a little just <laughs> like candy. <laughs> I want to see a little bit more active play in a week that i give a 10 um so i so i I can't i can't go to a 10 for enzo but i feel very very good about enzo right now um i think that the 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 tyler stuff the fact that tyler tried to quit which would have been bad for enzo's game if tyler had left but ended up staying and losing some credibility in the house in the process was all just like it was it was just like somebody 
presented the like day talked about how what a gift it was that uh, that Tyler presented to Christmas. But no, no, the gift that Tyler presented was to Enzo because right. this is so good for him. I'm really looking at Enzo as the most likely winner right now because he is the safest person in the house by far. Um, He's proven that he can win competitions. Everyone loves him. Um, and I think that there is a lot of respect for him, both as a person and as a player. And I think he absolutely could win a jury, which was always my biggest concern for Enzo. So I'm giving him a nine. And that's uh, that's where I stand. I-, I would love to see Enzo be a little more, you know, I think what maybe Melissa is looking for a little more cutthroat, a little more like if Enzo wins HOH next week, like cuts Danny or something fun um, or something like more active uh, and it works out for him. I'd love to give him a 10 Um, or maybe and maybe I will go up eventually uh, when we get closer to the end. But uh, for now, it's a nine. Brent, how do you feel? Let me just also say to the people in the chat or whoever who are saying like, well, you don't just need to make big moves to be a good player. Like that doesn't make you a good player. It's like, yeah, no, I get that. The It's not that I wanted him to make a big move. It was that he was saying, we need to get Danny out. We've got to do something like agreeing with everybody basically and saying like, we have to do this, but I don't want to be the one to do it. So can somebody else just like handle this? Like, I don't, I don't want to like put my neck out there and do it. And right. I think that if he had said like, no, I don't want to get rid of Danny. Like I want to keep her around. Like this move is wrong. So I'm not going to do it. That's different than being like, Yes, we need to do this. But can someone else just do it for me instead? That's what I had a problem with. I didn't have a problem with the fact that he didn't make a big move. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that he wanted a move to be a big move to be made. He just didn't want to be the one to do it. He didn't want to have the guts. He didn't have the guts to do it um, if he thought that something would be good for his game. So that's what I'm worried about. Not yeah, I think that yeah. just doesn't make and my, and my my problem is that like his such amazing position, I I feel like this week was a little bit gifted to him uh, by the Tyler stuff, um, mm-hmm. rather than something that he actively did on his own. Um, so that's yeah. why again, why, that's why I didn't go to a ten. Great, yeah. Um, so I I feel like the fact that he wanted other people to do his dirty work for him is sort of indicative of the fact that he's in an amazing position because he's literally friends with everybody. So he doesn't want to be the one to do anything. He wants other people to do it because he has too many irons in the fire which is the reason why i'm also not going to give him a 10 i'm going to give him a nine i also am very encouraged by his play this week my gosh he's so good socially and everybody loves him but the one thing that does run through my head is the fact that how are people going to think when they get to the end of this game and they realize that enzo's been playing them like they he's not the enzo that they think he is right now he's been playing really hard they're going to feel betrayed by him i also feel like it's easier to feel betrayed by the person you at least knew that was playing the game rather than the person that you expected was a good guy all along. In actuality, he was playing you the hardest. So I don't know how I feel about that still. So I'm going to reserve the 10 and give it a 9. Well, I mean, it's an interesting point. Who would have thought that we'd be talking about Enzo as like, could the jury be bitter against Enzo <laughs> for playing them so well? Um, I, I, I personally feel like this jury will try their best to not be bitter um especially with somebody like enzo but uh but who knows enzo can be a little rough around the edges sometimes so yeah uh, i can see that point for sure um the audience has been pretty consistent with enzo they gave him an eight last week it, i think it's a higher eight this time but it's an eight again from the audience um so there you go with enzo going to be a nine overall let's talk ian let's talk ian melissa how do you feel about Ian? Yeah, I don't feel so great about Ian. I think that a lot of people are thinking of him as like, yeah, we he's expendable. We can just get rid of him. Not a problem. And 
not only that, like people who aren't thinking of him that way are thinking like, okay, we got to get rid of him because he's paired with Nicole and that's like, not okay. We got to get rid of him. So also he, yeah, like you said earlier, he kind of just like, he poked his head out and was like, wait, so this is what's happening in the game. And then was like, never mind. Okay. I'm going back. I apologize to everybody. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was such an idiot. Like, it's like, what? This is sad. Like, why? Did, why? I was so excited about Ian last week. And it's like, this is, it's disappointing how it can change so quickly. So, um, I, it's tough because I feel like I felt better about him last week. I, I feel like I'm teetering between a three and a four because I felt better about him last week when I gave him a four. Um, but I don't feel so terrible. I don't think he's done like so, so bad this week that he really did that much worse, but I, don't feel as confident in him. So I think I'm going to give him a three. Yeah, Brent. Yeah, uh, I also don't feel as confident in him, but I don't know if that's just the uh, emanating from the fact that he's not being as demonstrative about what he wants to do. I mean, like, I know that there are a few people who would like to take a shot at Ian, but they, but even those people don't seem all that set on Ian. Like he's one of a few different targets. Maybe we'll take that Ian. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, like he hasn't really caused any uh, angst with people. It's not like need to get him out of the house but i am sort of like with melissa in that i don't feel great about him because it's like where the where's the fire for mm-hmm. ian uh is that not here like i felt like it was there for a moment last mm-hmm. week but then it's like it was so fleeting that i feel almost a fool for for believing him. it burned too um, bright it burned yeah. itself right out <laughs> yeah uh so uh i give him a four this week um but it's not a strong four uh, and uh, I feel like overall he's really gonna he's gonna need to do some hard work or hope that the game breaks open for him in a way that I can't currently predict. Yeah, uh, I I also went with a three for Ian here. Um, I think that basically what happened last week with the wall yeller it it, it opened his mind, and like I said, he he burned very bright and he burned <laughs> himself right out, um, and he's right back where he started before the wall yeller except with significantly lower credibility and he had very little to begin with um and he has even less runway to work with than he did before um so many people are talking about like guys it's time ian has got to go already um it, it he's it's got to happen nicole just today was saying like i'm so done with him uh like he's stressing me out he's asking me questions um it's just it's just no good even people like david and kevin are like ian is part of the core he's one of the dangers don't trust ian he doesn't even have the like i i have to go down from last week he has the connections that he had last week ten though tenuous were at least existent um and now they don't exist he has nowhere to run nowhere to move he just needs to start winning competitions and breaking the game open. And that's his only chance. And I think that it's possible that it could happen. We might see an endurance this week, but until it does, uh, he is quickly running out of room. Um, and the, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get crushed real soon. The audience though, does not agree with us still. The audience still feels very good about Ian, uh, at least in comparison to us, they gave him, a five. Y'all love Ian too much. <laughs> like, I didn't even give him a strong four. You're giving him a five. Okay. It's a strong five, too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I'd, have over. I'd, been, I'd have done the Terran look. 
Like if they give him like a six or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk Kevin Campbell. I can tell you that Kevin was nailed right on a four for the audience. That's where they stand on Kevin. Brent, how do you feel about Kevin? I gave him a four as well. I gave him a three last week. I feel like marginally better about Kevin, but like, it's not that good. It's just that like, Again, I, I mean, I'm I'm in the same position position with Kevin that I am in with Day, where I'm like, I feel like the game's about to break open, and if the game breaks open, that's when Kevin does his best work. But it may not break open. Like I've been saying that for like a week or two now, and it still has not done it. Also, the fact that Kevin's sort of a nervous Nelly, and that he I don't even know if he would make the moves that he would need to make, even if he won HOH. Like I'm nervous that he might cop out and do something stupid. Uh, so I guess that's reasons why I should have given him a three. But position wise, like. Uh, I'd like to think that he's in a position where he can overcome. Like, is he, is somebody really going to waste their HOH on him? I guess like Cody and a few other people might. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with my four. All right, Melissa. He's not annoying me as much as he used to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the problem with Kevin is I feel like he's an easy pawn. He doesn't really have any allies like anybody yeah there's no one who would really be upset if he like accidentally went home like you know it's just i feel like he's already people already think of him as like a pawn star and i feel like he's going to just be put on the block week after week as like an easy person and i think you're right in that like who wants to wait their hoh on kevin but at the same time it's an easy one. Like if somebody is in a good position and feels like they kind of have everyone thinking that they're on their side in the house, an easy person to get out is just like, okay, let's just like send Kevin out the door this week. And so I do see a situation where like it, I could see Kevin going home next week, you know? So I I don't feel so great about his game and I don't feel like he's really put himself in a better position this week than he was last week. So I am going to stick with my three. There you go. I, for a second, I thought you were going to give him a four and it would have been a perfect inverse of last week because I am actually going to drop from a four to a three on Kevin. Um, I, and I want to give him a four. My, and I would give him a four if I didn't think he was the most likely person to be evicted next week. Um, that's, that's the biggest problem I have is that I do think a lot of people would at the very least put him on the block. A lot of people would want to send him home. And the fact that David has a power to save himself, who is one of the other options as an easy boot. That's very dangerous for him. Um, I also don't love the way he's played this week. He's been walking around acting like he has a power. Everyone thinks he has a power. That's one of the reasons why they want him gone. Um, so like he, he we, we, you know, Brent, you call him a, ne- a nervous Nelly, but he's been walking around is strutting his stuff. Like he's got a power. Yeah, but he doesn't um, though, <laughs> which is bad. I know. I know. Yes. Um, and on top of that, I think he has fallen into the trap that a lot of players fall into, which is when you are on the outs, um, you you spend all of your time with the person going home that week because the people on the block are looking for are being shunned. Nobody wants to talk to them because they're on the block and they're looking for anybody to bond with. And now that people are looking at you, you're desperate for any connection. So somebody like Kevin, who's not connected to anyone, really is like, oh, yes, uh, I'm with you guys. You guys need people and I'm here and we get to bond now. And he's been sending so much time. And I know it's already you know, with Bay, he's been spending so much time with Day and Bay, um, and Bay's going home. 
why like why are you spending so much time with them so openly um it's really you know that's that's why people like cody and like that group they're like well he's over there um you know it's 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 not it's not a good strategy you should not spend all your time with the person going home it happens a lot on the on the show so don't like that his reads are still way off um and so it's a three let's talk memphis Okay, I'll start. Memphis, man, again, I, I never, for somebody who won HOH in week two and came out like a house of fire, I've never seen somebody be so, like, such a non-entity in my eyes. Like, I, like I, maybe it's my fault because, like, when I'm watching the feed, like, I don't really go to Memphis all that much. And even when I do, a lot of times, like, he's not talking game. Like, he'll be talking about the world or, like, his life or his restaurants or something or starting a podcast. God knows what. Uh, like, imagine that starting. Uh, like, uh, but uh, I give him a six, and uh, like I, I feel like most, even even somebody like David, Memphis is not aware of the fact that David's not going to come for him, not because he likes Memphis, but because he doesn't want to waste an HOH on him. He feels like Memphis really isn't the power structure of the house right now, and he's probably right about that. But uh, at least it, and I, it sort of gave David somebody to go after, uh, like you know, as as an enemy, and you can like worry about people. But Memphis at least doesn't have that problem. He's like, look, I'm going after David. That's who I'm going after. And uh, I feel like that, you know, as long as you know somebody's going after somebody else, you don't have to worry about who, who they might also be coming after. Like, I, if you know Memphis is going after David, you know he's not coming after you. So, given that and, and the fact that he's in the, as Julie points out often, the, the dominant alliance in the house, or one of the dominant alliances in the house, at least an alliance that's still on paper is, is real to some of the people in it. Yeah, I'll give it a six. I gave him a seven last week. If anything, I think his position has improved this week. Um, He's still cruising along. Um, One of the things I was worried about with Memphis was was his jury chances. I think that with Christmas being Christmas, with Tyler being Tyler, uh, Memphis looks like a more palatable other option. Uh, And those are two of the more likely people that he would be sitting next to, I think. Um, You know, you're also looking at maybe uh, like a Nicole or a Cody. Um, And those people, I think he might have a little more trouble beating. But uh, but I think his jury chances are going up. Um, And with all of the chaos that's still happening, the, the Tyler, Danny civil war feud thing being delayed further that only helps memphis because the later it is the more that each side will need a free agent to help them fight in their war uh which makes him more valuable he can stick around longer uh so i i like everything that's happening here there's a very real chance that when it comes time for memphis to turn it on he just flops and we've been I've been giving him sevens all season. I'm like, oh, he's actually a three. Right. But for now, I like his position. I like that he put himself here rather than just being conscripted into some group. He formed this group so that he could do this. So that's why I'm giving him a little more credence here than I might normally give someone. Um, and uh, it's a seven from me. Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, it's a seven for me as well. Um, I am actually kind of impressed with the way he's been able to blend into the background. Um, like Brent said, like his HOH, we were all like, Oh my God, what's this guy doing? He's kind of got HOHitis. He's kind of wild. He's making all these decisions, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, now he's just totally blended into the background and nobody really thinks of him that way. And especially cause he hurt his back. Nobody thinks of him as a comp threat. So that will be a reason to keep him around. Um, 
I also think that he's actually been really smart to kind of stay out of all the drama and everything like that. He just like goes to bed and nobody really thinks about him. Um, and I think that's actually a really good strategy. So um, yeah, he's a seven for me. There it is. The audience in a very, very close vote uh, went up to a seven on Memphis this week. Um, so uh, there it is for Memphis. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I'll start here with Nicole. Okay. I gave her a seven last week. I've got to go up myself. I like her position. She's continued to stay out of trouble. She's survived multiple wall yell attempts. Um, she's still covered on a lot of bases. I feel like she could be targeted, yes. Um, but thinking about it, I'm not sure she goes home against anybody. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think she stays against Danny. I think she stays against Tyler. I think she stays against uh, Cody. I think she stays against Christmas. Memphis. I don't know how you get her out right now. And that's pretty impressive. Um, and I like how she's been able to maneuver. I really do. Um, she's still not in the driver's seat. She's not fully in control of the game. That's where Cody sits right now. But it hasn't really mattered too much because every single week she's gotten her way. Mm-hmm. Every single week, the person she wanted gone, except for maybe the Caser week. Um, she's pretty much pretty much had her her pick like go home. Um, and this Bailey eviction is her fault, and she's taking zero of the blame. Um, she is a sneaky little snake, um, and <laughs> she's doing pretty well. So I gave her an eight this week, uh, and and watch out for this one. Yeah, she's an eight for me as well. Um, I gave her an eight last week, and I I still I still feel the same way. So an eight. Uh. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I didn't expect it to be that fast. <laughs> I was looking down on my phone. Well, I figured uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'll get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, I, I also gave her an eight this week. I was, I, I thought I was going to be the one on the panel that was going to be like, ta da! I gave her an eight. But uh, yeah, she's, she's really uh, positioned herself monumentally well. And uh, I also like the fact that she does have Day's loyalty. Like, I don't know if Day's like totally trust her, but she's not going to come for Nicole. Uh, she knows that like, like if she's got, and in with the with the people in power, it's probably Nicole. And she's like, I think she at one point talked about the fact that I know. Oh, she yeah, she was talking to Danny. She was like, I know Nicole's been doing work for me in the house. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I pick quite like that, but you know, like she she's she's been protecting her. She's gonna she's gonna vote for her to stay. Uh, so I do feel like that that with with Bay out of the house, Day moves over to Nicole. Nicole's position even improves. Um, assuming Day stays again, which we're assuming. So uh, yeah, it's eight. Uh, I, I like, uh, I, and, and she's also a little bit like, easier for me to listen to now. Like she's not so whiny without Janelle in the house. Um, well, Sorry, I know that doesn't really affect my ratings, but it affects my opinion of her. <laughs> well, I I will tell you that uh, it came close this time, but the audience still is at a six for Nicole. And the audience wants to say, oh, Brent, I'm biased <laughs> and based on emotion or whatever. Yeah, okay. You tell me that that six is accurate. Please. Yeah, I, just to, to quickly scroll here, I believe the audience has been at a six for Nicole this whole season um, without without fail. Um, that uh, they have they have not shifted their rating for Nicole at all. Um, so it's always been a sh- I mean, there's been no, know, but Brent, we're the problem. 
We're yeah. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, uh, I think she's still, yeah, she still makes an eight though from us. So uh, the, the audience can't get in the way there. Um, all right. Let's talk. Tyler, um, I believe I went first last time. So, Melissa. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to go first on this one. Can we do the audience? <laughs> let's do the audience. Okay, let's do the audience. The audience last week gave Tyler a nine. This week, the audience gave Tyler a five. Ah, that's a big drop. It's a big drop. Yeah. This was uh, hard. Go go ahead. You want to go? Well, no, you can go ahead. I just like I just think this one is a hard one. (laughs) No one wants to take this one. I don't want to dig it. I don't want to be like I didn't want to be too hard on him, but I feel like I had to hold his feet to the fire. Like remember, we're evaluating it week to week, not his overall game. So like as far as like week to week this week, I felt like like he did some good things this week, but a lot of bad things this week. And in I do feel like that he's somewhat hurt his chances, at least currently winning the game also i question how much his heart is in it like is he is he gonna have another one of these episodes like i mean maybe that shouldn't come into my evaluating him or not but i don't know how it cannot uh, i gave him a better score than the audience but it wasn't that much better six i gave him a nine last week too i, I almost went with a seven but like is it is it really a seven play this week i don't think so I was feeling the same way, Brent. I actually, uh, I'm looking at a six here. Uh, I, I very poor gameplay, just straight up. Uh, obviously, taking every personal thing out of it, this is terrible for his game that he that he did this that he tried to quit. Um, you know, Christmas is going to lose a little faith in him. Uh, David now is like for sure locked in that Tyler is like this manipulator that was pretending to quit. Um, after after how he after and again like the way he handled it afterward was terrible for his game because he did convince Bay that it was all a, a ploy and he has not communicated well with Bay and Day at all. So they are both convinced whether Day was the one that miscommunicated it or not. Tyler has not explained himself well enough so that they feel good about him and they are spreading that to other people and that's bad for him he did manage to sway danny back which is one of the reasons why i was giving him a six now i'm seeing that maybe she's not on board but i don't want to change my rating based on stuff i haven't witnessed myself i did that the first week and i regretted it so i'm not going to change my rating even though i think it's probably more like a five if danny really wants to backdoor him um but I've, I already locked into a six and and uh, and I feel like I, is, I, I can't I can't trust it. I can't trust it. Can't, yeah. I, I really want to. I really want to. But I, I, I've, I've got to I've got to watch it myself to, to, to make sure that she's actually going to do it or if people are being hyperbolic. So. Um, so that's where I feel like uh, he's at. His positioning is still fine um i think it's better than than danny i think it's better than uh than christmas um he has a better chance to win than christmas does he's better positioned than danny is he's safer than both of them or not both of them he's safer than danny um and i feel like he is in a position to start to rebuild his head is back in the game i know he's a very talented player i think that he can get back into the swing of things but i this week in particular was so disastrous um i you know if we're talking about like level of gameplay this week it's like a three or two um position wise he's 
probably closer to a seven um, or higher. Uh, not more like a seven. Um, and just like, you know, it's just it's not it's not good. Six, six feels very generous now. But I, I like I said, I locked it in. So, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a really tough one, because I think if you would ask me. Like during the whole period of time when he was like, yeah, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. Or even like right after it was decided that he wasn't going to quit. I I think that, you know, I I honestly like I, I would have given him a lower, a, a really low score just because it's like he's asking to quit. He's asking to put on the block like he's not making any good decisions. And then even afterwards, when it's like, OK, he doesn't go and explain himself or apologize to Dan Bay like that's really bad. And like that makes him look bad to everyone in the house and someone who's not to be trusted. But then it's like, it does seem like he's kind of just like gone back into the fold with like his original people. And it does kind of seem like he's still in a fine position. Um, I do think that like, I am worried about him because it seemed like he had squashed the thing with Danny. Now it seems like Danny's still like, no, I want to get Tyler out. So I think there are people who are gunning for Tyler. Um, and I don't think he's in as safe a position. Um, and and honestly, just like this week was just really bad for him. And I, I'm worried that like moving forward, he won't he will have troubles with a jury vote. Um, if anybody points out like this guy was trying to leave, like he asked to be put on the blog, like that's not a winner. Um, so I I see I sense issues, but maybe maybe this whole week is forgotten and he turns it around and everything goes forward, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think I need to go down to a five like the audience. Yeah, this is like a I hate when information pops up during the podcast because I really I feel bad about my six right now, and I feel like it should be a five. You can change it. Um, Come but, with us, uh, me and the audience. I, I I feel like uh, I, I feel like I locked it in. I don't want to. I don't want to change things uh, based on information. I, like I said, I regretted it last time, but but okay, okay. That's, <laughs> you regretted that's it, it last time. I remember that. Yes. 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 So. Uh, there, there it is. It's uh, it's a six, six overall, um, for uh, for Tyler. So there it is. That's the ratings for the week. Um, it's gonna do some damage, uh, here on the stock watch. Uh, maybe not quite as bad as it could have been. Um, that uh, people holding Tyler are going to be losing about thirty five percent, um, of their investment, and most people are invested in Tyler. So, uh, not most people, but the, he has the most amount of people invested in him. Um, I should say so. Um, it is uh, over, I think, over or close to six hundred thousand stock watch dollars invested in Tyler. Let's quickly run through some of the other uh, questions on the survey, and then maybe we'll get a peek at the leaderboard here. Um, I asked you guys to rate the episodes this week of Big Brother 22. Uh, you said 5.1 down from the 5.3 last week. Um, I asked you to rate the feeds this week to the 6.1 up from a 5.9 last week. Um, but how would you rate the season as a whole so far? Last week, it was a 5.5. This week, a 4.5. Big yeah. drop in the quality yeah. overall of the season. Doesn't surprise me. This is the, the one. This is the part of the season where we really started to feel really bad. Like, I, I really didn't like 
the way that uh, the episode went. I didn't like the way that the feeds went. Mm-hmm. Nothing really felt great about the season. We're really starting to dislike some of the house guests. Some of the house guests are starting to reveal themselves to be people that we really don't want to be associated with or watch on television for another, you know, six, seven, eight weeks on, on uh, through, through the uh, jury phase of the game. So, yeah, I, I get it. Yes. Um, I asked you to rank the players from your favorite to your least favorite. I'm expecting a lot of shifts here. Um, last week, Tyler had uh, retaken the crown as uh, the audience's favorite player. This week, he has dropped to fifth place overall. Not a, not as huge yeah, a drop as you might have yeah. imagined. Um, first place this week. You guys have guesses. First place, I think, has to be Davon. Davon. You guys are both very close. Really? It's actually Enzo by a hair. Wow. Over Davon. That. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the average, uh, you know, just these scores are fairly arbitrary, but uh, the, the scores were a 9.37 versus 9.24. So very, very close between the two of them. But yeah. uh, but Enzo is going to take it by a hair. Um, I feel like um, it's a lot of the, the fact that the Day, Bay, uh, Kevin, to a lesser extent, they really enjoy Enzo. Like a lot of that love for them transfers over to Enzo via them, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, third place. You guys can probably guess this one pretty easily. Bailey? Really? Again, close, but no, it's <laughs> actually four? Ian. Ian is in third okay. place, given you know his his rating in the stock watch. Um, Bailey in fourth place. Tyler just below Bailey, um, which uh, may be a first in the uh, the favorites rating. Um, then we have Cody, Memphis, Danny, Kevin, David, Nicole, and Christmas in last place. So Nicole I, and Christmas uh, down at the bottom. What was Christmas last week? She was like seventh or something. Okay. How many Eighth. people voted in the uh, poll this week, by the way? Uh, 2,987. Okay, so about 3,000 people. Okay. Um, yes. So let me see here. Uh, that's the That's the favorites. Strategically, who should Christmas have targeted this week for? I had a typo here. I'm sorry, guys. This is not intentional shade. Uh, I copy the previous uh, survey and sometimes I forget to transfer things over. Um, who should Christmas targeted for her game this week? Um, the audience, 30% said Danny. Who is who she should have targeted. Brent, do you agree? I mean so funny because i'm like i mean like she shouldn't really won hoh then i'm like oh wait she didn't do anything to win hoh she just got dumped on her basically uh so i guess she could have buzzed in with the wrong answer like but she's not gonna do that you know we know christmas she's not gonna do that so i i i mean i guess i would disagree with that the way things currently are this week but then again if if, if the way if this week had played out differently then the things that are happening right now it's like the butterfly effect this would be the timeline that we that we live in does that make sense so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I would have preferred her to go after like David or somebody, just take a piece off the board and quietly move into next week where everybody loves her. That would give her so many more options. You know what I mean? Like, like let's talk about that. Why? Like, let's say she targets David, puts up a pawn next to him. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know who that poem would be. David was was fifth, by the way, with a uh, with seven percent of the vote. Yeah, I'm like, take David off the board. He's not doing anything for her. She doesn't really have a relationship with him. She does have relationships with Bay and Day. Leave Bay and Day in the game as a target for somebody else to have to yeah, deal with. That's not totally. going to mean that she has to deal with them. Like that means she's safe for another week. So, I, you know, I feel like if I'm looking at it like pieces on the board. Uh, I think if she could get away with it, the the best move would have been Ian um, and that taking Ian out would have been most beneficial to her because it weakens Nicole's position a little bit. Uh, it takes out a piece on the board. She retains Bailey and Devon um, and she is able to to stay solid with everyone. The 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 challenge is can she do that without pissing nicole off now nicole was not happy with ian shortly uh after the hoh competition so if if she had gone to nicole and been like let's take a shot at him ultimate betrayal right um there's maybe a chance she could make it happen um but it's very important for her to keep nicole with her so uh so that's where i feel like uh you know it's that's she might not have been able to pull it off. And yes, I know Ian is her untouchable, um, which not really, but, uh, but that's what I, I would have, I think I would have gone with. Um, Ian was in third place in the poll with 10%. Uh, Bailey was in second place with 22% of the vote. So uh, a lot of people, or at least a a decent amount of people did agree ultimately with the Bailey decision, 22% of people. Um, Who do you want to be evicted this week? 88% 88% percent huh? of the vote. 88, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Bailey yeah. over Devon. It's, just, it's not we have hate towards Bailey. I don't. I love Bailey to death. I was happy she was on the season, and I'm really bummed that she's probably going to go. But Devon is our heart, and, uh, you know, she's a real fan of the show. She, she lives and breathes the show. I like feel she like... got did wrong in 18, so I'm happy to see her make the jury here in, in 22. It's... It's super unfortunate because I really like Bailey and I feel like she's yeah. like played such a great game so far with what she was given. Um, and I think she's really, really intelligent um, game wise and everything. Um, but I do feel like Davon has a better path forward, or at least that there is some sort of path forward for her. I feel like Bailey would just have issues, especially because now like, you know, she doesn't trust Tyler and Tyler, you know, it's the whole thing. So, and that was kind of like her, other person that she could possibly work with. Whereas I feel like Devon now has kind of like more of an open board. And I feel like people are more willing to entertain the possibility of working with Devon. So I do think that it's better for the two of them. Like if, if they want both of the, one of them to get to the end, it's better for the two of them to have Devon stay. I think. Yeah. Um, who do you want to win HOH next week? 46% say Davon, 24% say Tyler, and 10% say Ian. Um, that's pretty much everyone with a significant percentage. Um, I do not believe we're going to get an updated leaderboard tonight, um, but that's okay because uh, we can just say what we chose to do here. Um, I believe the best buy this week was Nicole. Um, I think Nicole was the best buy this week. So anyone that went in on Nicole is going to uh, see a nice payday for themselves. Um, It looks like uh, about 100,000 
uh, stock watch dollars were invested in Nicole. So um, it's, it's a decent chunk of people are going to make some change here. Um, I personally sold all of my Tyler stock, as mentioned on a, the update or the <laughs> recap. Thank you know. Dan Geesling, I did. Um, and I ended up buying Enzo, which uh, which was still a good buy. Not the best buy, but still a good buy this week. Um, Melissa, what did you do? I don't really remember, but I think I bought Enzo and Tyler. So not great on the Tyler front, but I think I did pretty well with the Enzo, Enzo one. There you go. And to be fair, I had Enzo last week when I rated him low. So it wasn't a stock watch. There wasn't like a my stock by related rating. Right. It, it literally like I made yeah I my go out of my way. Out. If I know that I bought somebody, then I usually go out of my way to be like really really fair because I do not want to be accused of mm-hmm. like if it's somebody if it's somebody that I didn't buy, then I'll you know whatever I'm feeling I'll give them. But like uh, if it's somebody like if I know I bought like you know Davon stock, I'm I'm not gonna give her a six when everyone else is giving her a four because I know how that's gonna <laughs> look. You know what I mean? Come on. So, yeah, I, I have some uh, integrity. I, I personally like I care way more about the historical data of like the ratings and what they say and like the things that we can get from them than uh, than, you know, like uh, the game. But um, me trying to rig the, the rig it for myself. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't even rig it for myself and win. I can't even do that. <laughs> Brent, uh, who did you go in on? I went in on Kevin. I felt Ooh. like the game was getting ready to break open for Danny. And uh, I was I really thought that Kevin was going to be in a good position. But in actuality, I didn't do squat for myself. <laughs> Kevin earned me a whole three cents. He went up one percent. Uh, so I basically am in the you know, while other people are winning money, I'm staying exactly where I'm at. There you go. That was, yeah, definitely a risk there. Um don't think no. it paid off, but you didn't lose. <laughs> you, a lot of people lost money. Tyler, yeah. like I said, lost thirty five percent. Bailey, I, I think. <laughs> Bailey, I think I, I think. also had one one in Bailey. I think I like gave Bailey like an extra one, so mm. I lost on that one too. I believe Bailey lost forty nine percent. Hey, um, I'm not throwing the game, Melissa. Bot. Uh, <laughs> I I really thought that Kevin. Uh, I, I I thought he couldn't go lower than three. That's the, that's the one thing, because he was rated a three last week. I thought, well, he can't go lower than a three, because I didn't think anybody was necessarily going to come for him, because I thought, okay, if the people that don't like Kevin contingent win HOH, they're going to go after day and day, not for uh, Kevin. Uh, so I really thought that Kevin was okay by, plus I thought there was some upside. If he could get up to like a five or something, I really felt like he could earn some money, um, but uh, it, it was a bad call. It was a bad call. Yes. Well, if you're interested in playing, you can join at any time. Uh, you will, you know, start behind, but that's fine. You don't, you know, the leaderboard is just one aspect of the game. You can also just play the game to play the game and accumulate money. Um, you do, you will have an all time stat for how much money you've accumulated over the course of your entire, uh, lifetime of playing in the stock watch. We've also added a new feature to the leaderboard because there are so many players now. Uh, it can be, I think, a little discouraging to, uh, to, you know, be in like, fifth hundredth place um but uh but now when you look at uh at your at your uh the number placement that you hover over it will tell you your percentage um and you can see that uh 500th place is actually top 10 percent which i think feels a lot better right, right. <laughs> So uh, you can see what percentage you are at in terms of uh, the overall leaderboard now. Um, So that's what we've got this week. 
Um, again, go to realitystockwatch.com. The market will open at some point um, and uh, we'll, we'll close it at 8 p.m. Eastern this week. We've been getting live shows, so hopefully we continue to get live shows. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a live show this week with Bailey and Davon on the block. I, I think that the, the producers will, because I think that they're worried that, that uh, they're going to uh, say something against Christmas, which they, they should say something against Christmas. But uh, I, I think that the producers don't want that because they're cowards. Because again, they've been blocking the feed all week. Anytime anything came up, they've been blocking the feeds. I can't even believe they showed us that fight because they've been blocking everything else. So uh, like, I, I feel like they might tape it, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, well, hopefully not, because then I'd just completely be wrong. Like, uh, this is the anti-stock watch for me. I'm making the wrong coin flip every week. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Um, the, the, the website might not be up right now. Uh, there's it usually takes a little bit of time to, to update and for people to stop, you know, crashing it and stuff. But, uh, but I will be live tomorrow. No, not tomorrow, Thursday, um, with a stock watch stream on Twitch twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong if you're looking for uh, more answers to questions that you might have or advice for what to do um, Melissa any final thoughts here for the week um, something I did want to clarify was a tweet I made um, this week where I talked about how you know why was it okay to rip people to shreds who previously quit um, Big Brother seasons whereas this one is different because it's for his mental health and we should all respect it. So why is that okay? Um, and like, apparently people mi- misinterpreted that as me saying I sh- that we should be bashing all these people and that we, sh- that it is okay to bash all these people, which was certainly not my intent. I was trying to point out the hypocrisy of when it's one person versus when it's uh, people who we don't necessarily like versus, you know, when it's Tyler or something, you know, um, that maybe there's a difference or whatever, but I don't think there is a difference. And I think that, you know, nobody should be bashed and I'm not advocating people to be bashed for quitting. I think that it is something that I don't like, and it's disappointing when you see people quit the game since, you know, it, it's something that a lot of people would kill to play, you know, and a lot of people want to be a part of it and to see people just give up is certainly disappointing, but you know, if it's, it's an individual's decision, if they want to leave or if they don't want to leave, I think that number one, I think that they should leave and not force the HOH to put them up on the block and like waste a whole week of our time and all that sort of stuff. Like, just go, like, if you want to go, just go. Um, and then also, I think that if you do leave, I do think that it, paints your legacy as a player. And I think that this situation, like if Tyler were to have quit, I do think it would have painted his legacy as a player. I think prior to this season and even during this season, I've thought of him as like one of the top tier players. It's like, you know, you've got Dan and Derek and Will and Tyler is like my thought. Um, But I think that if he were to have quit, I don't think I would consider him in that top tier anymore. Um, So I think that that, that is something that, is um and i think also it's like of course people are gonna feel upset and sad and you know just because somebody says like i want to leave the game i want to get out of the game like i think i want to do this or whatever i don't think that like necessarily they can't like change their mind or decide to stay or whatever and have that you know i i think that's something fine as well but i just think that i think that 
I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, I don't think that anybody should be like torn to shreds or bashed or anything, but I do think that like people can feel disappointed and people can feel upset um, when people are quitting. And that's, that's just that. So I just wanted to clarify Yes, uh, I, I also actually uh, did have a point of clarification from uh, this morning on the update. There was uh, a moment I did uh, fail to recognize uh, an argument being made uh, where it would have been very relevant to point out that uh, that Tyler and David were uh, were set up in the preseason by Ovi um, and that that is the primary reason that Tyler is working with David in the game um, and that uh, that was uh, valuable information to point out at the time um so just wanted to point that out uh here uh for for everyone to uh, to know <laughs> in case you didn't watch uh and look if you because because the only reason you might not have known that is because you haven't been watching on twitch.tv slash taryn armstrong when ovi came on my stream to explain how he uh talked to david and tyler in the preseason mm-hmm. it was a very fun stream um so uh check it out um so, uh, Brent, i just want to say really quickly yes. uh number one you can find me at one lucky gay number two uh you can uh thank the moderators for tonight in the chat because they did a fantastic job all of the moderators in the chat uh like rhap has gotten so big and the chat room has gotten so large because obviously not a lot on television right now survivors aren't on other places aren't other things aren't on that uh, people are watching Big Brother and they want to talk about Big Brother. So like, you know, four or 5,000 people in the chat is really amazing. And uh, that becomes really amazing for the moderators to have to deal with. But they did a really, really good job tonight uh, overall. So I want to thank them and uh, give them a lot of congratulations because that was not an easy job tonight. Uh, and I think that's about it. I got, uh, I got nothing else to say. I just, oh, oh I know. What, I did have one, one other thing to say. I am so sick of hearing about players, house guests who don't, want to play the season whose hearts aren't in the season who never really wanted to come back for the season it's so frustrating either you like shit or get off the pot like either you're on the season and you're gonna play it or not like this half-assing by some of these players ian bailey tyler in the house of that they can't decide what they want to do and how far they want to go in terms of putting their heart into the season like stop wasting our time (sighs) play the game or get out I totally agree with that. And it makes me have way more respect for people like Danny or people like Enzo or, you know, people who actually like really care about it and who want to be there. And even Nicole, I feel like Nicole really wants to be there. So like, Oh, she desperately wants. And so that's the thing is I feel like people can, you know, be upset with them and all that and whatever. And even like Cody wants to, I just feel like it's, it's frustrating to see people be like, oh, I don't really care. I don't, I'm not really in it. Like, I don't really care. Like, send me home. I don't care, whatever. Whereas we've got these players who people are hating on, uh, Danny, Nicole, whatever, um, when they actually care. And I feel like that that makes me respect them a lot more than it makes me respect someone who we like as a person, but really isn't invested in the game. All right. Well, that's what we have for you this week. As Brent said, you can find him at One Lucky Gay. Melissa is at It's Melissa with three A's. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. That's where I post the link for the survey that we use to poll the audience for these podcasts. You can find them Tuesday mornings after the update on that Twitter, my Twitter at Armstrong Taren. You can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. 
check me out there hang out with me we'll have some fun watching the feeds talking about stuff like the stock watch it's a lot of fun check it out yeah you Thanks. should yeah, i just want to say really quickly you should check out Terrence twitch stream for those of you who've never done it before you get a whole different kind of Taryn over there. Like, uh, Taryn is not like Taryn from RHAP, like where he's the host of the show and he has to keep things moving. Like, he's a lot more like uh, chill and laissez-faire <laughs> over there. Like, if you want to yeah. talk to Taryn and like learn a little bit about him, go over to his Twitch stream. He'll talk to you. I don't have this voice yeah. when I talk. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, All right. Cool. I pinned I pin, I pin your Twitch for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, of course, if you're not a patron of Rob as a podcast, that's another thing that you should be doing with your life. Um, there are lots of great benefits to doing so. So check out uh, robasawebsite.com and become a patron today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>